Number one, Star Wars. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But before they all sold out, see it all together. Are you with me now? Hey everybody, welcome back to Nerds Ruin Everything. I'm Logan. And I'm Adam. And uh, we're we're both freezing, and we're on opposite ends of the country. So, yes. you know. Though I, I, <laughs> though, though I think your freezing is a lot worse than my freezing. My <laughs> freezing is only 30 degrees, and I think that yours is like in the, in the teens, right? I don't know if it's gotten to the teens yet. Uh, we might be about the same right now. Oh yeah, no, actually we are we are about the same. I'm I'm at like forty degrees and and well, I don't know of Columbus, but in Atlanta, because I my sister lives in Atlanta, so I keep the weather, I don't know why. Um it's thirty seven degrees. So that's probably about right. It might be a little bit colder because we're in a in a bit of a valley, but uh yeah, it's Mm -hmm. probably thirty five to forty degrees. Uh the sun's coming up, so I'm a probably little bit ahead of you there you're, you're the sun's probably just come up for you it's mm-hmm. been up for a couple hours for us so yeah anyway we're both cold so <laughs> but at least we don't live in texas um Jesus Christ. yeah i know seriously seriously um but what we uh how do we want to approach this because there's a lot of news uh there's a yeah. lot of tidbits and do we well, want to I have oh, a couple of non-news things. Oh, okay. So, uh, GoldenEye. We talked about it last week. I wanted yes. to follow up with that. Um, so, I have a Switch. I mm-hmm. got on, tried to play GoldenEye. I am going to have to buy... I think I have a, a, like a different type of controller. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've tried. It's garbage with the Switch controls. Okay, so that was a thing that I did because I actually used my... Um, <laughs> I bought one of those wireless GameCube um, um, controllers. Okay. You know, the ones, the ones that are for the Wii. I bought it specifically because I... I love playing... Um, it's my favorite game of all time, uh, Ocarina of Time. And it's on the Switch, but it didn't feel right playing on the Switch. So whenever I played it, I, I know it sounds really stupid of, of spending fifty dollars on 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 a controller that's like an old school controller. But here's the thing: is that when I played Goldeneye, I automatically just chose to play it on, and that's where I was like, "Oh shit!" Because it's portable, but it's not because like the the reason why I switched to the port version and just used the controller and the stand was because it looked like shit on my on my big ass TV because it's not the upresed version that Xbox has, right? Right. Now X- Xbox um the nice thing about the Xbox is that it allows you to do the the controls. It allows you to switch controls. So it was like there's some wonky shit on that control. So I made some adjustments. It's the first time in a long time that I've done that. Um, but I found it a little bit more pleasing with a controller and not the whole side thing. But that was something going back to, like I said, Ocarina of Time and the GameCube 
the GameCube controller, or the N64 controller, not the GameCube uh, controller, but the N64 controller, um, which I purchased, is it just feels right because of the it's the handle right like you 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 know like like it's the gun i don't know it it was very interesting yeah yeah uh, it's the it's the whole strafe uh like uh up down side side you know mm -hmm. walking thing it's it it does you can change the controller setup in the settings but it doesn't allow you to change those specific things like it's it's pre-mapped controller settings, so yes. almost no matter what you do, because uh, I tried it with every single one. I was like, mm. I, I cannot play it like this. Like I have to have an N64 type controller or something different. So um, it, it's very uh, similar. I had a similar experience with uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. Playing that, the the buttons are not set up so that like you're used to being able to hold down B and also tap A, and the controller yeah. setting on the switch is not so that you can do that. So it's hard to run and like shoot fireballs at the same time, like you know, unless you're using literally two separate fingers to do it, which is cumbersome and weird so yeah it it, they've got a little bit of problems there like you need it uh on the stand and playing on the tv with a separate style controller so unfortunately um i was excited to play it too and i i like i couldn't even get past i couldn't even get to the bridge like i I, wow okay i i i had such a difficult time like taking people out that I just got frustrated and I died like four times and then I just put it down. So. Okay. I, I like, I didn't even think about that because like my instant thing was to just go to my N64 controller. And, and by the way, you guys can buy that online, but right now I think everybody had the same thing that Logan had. Um, it sold out. Um, but a lot of those things usually go very quickly. Like I remember when the first, uh, because they have all versions, like you can buy it on the Nintendo store. You can't buy it like online. You have to actually be on your switch and go inside. Um, and the thing is, is that the first time they had the NES ones, it was sold out because like the first wave of big games online, it was sold out because everybody wanted to play it with the Nintendo like, you know, with the wireless, because that's the thing that's really cool is that if you guys go on to the store, the N64, the Super Nintendo, and the um, NES original controllers all are on. Uh, they, they, they're all wireless um, things that you can purchase. And they're the original style. And the, ori- the here's the most important part. They're the original size. Because I've seen people do these controllers, but they don't make them the original size, so it always feels wonky. Um, I have the NES. Uh, the I bought the NES ones the first time because you know I'm I'm a I'm a dark like that. But they come in two. They have two of those. But then oh, everything nice. else, yeah, the NES ones are. But the uh, the SNES ones, it's just a single, but it's thirty dollars. Uh, but the uh, the N64 controller. The main reason why I bought it was because it had the rumble pack 
like it was both for the uh, bo- both for uh, Ocarina of Time and the Nintendo and the N sixty and uh, Majora's Mask too, but it was because it had the Rumble Pack on it. Yeah. And anybody who remembers the uh, the N sixty four Rumble Pack will know that that is the Rumble Pack that is the Rumble that all other game controllers strive to be when they grow up. Oh yeah, it, it, that thing was yeah something else, man. Um, mm-hmm. oh, there's a reason it's separate and you had to have a battery pack for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I will tell you this much, you're like, when you turn on the rumble pack guys, it's the same thing that happened with the N64 controller. You're going to get about, you're going to get about half the play time. If that, uh, off of it, because it's so active. Like, um, I think I played star Fox, which was a big mistake because Man, I, yeah, my memories of Star Fox. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just nothing but Rumble. Um, but also, like the crazy part is, is like with like it, it's like I love leading this this larger conversation. Is that your mind's eye and memory of what the graphics were are completely fucking different than what the reality is. Like Star oh, yeah. Fox, I <clears throat> man, Star, Star, Star Fox sixty four. I always remembered as being like the cutting edge of graphics i watched it and it's like it's like those damn it's like those damn football memes about brady brady has been in this long yeah. uh like the ends like the the madden um, madden like brady you know oh one headed kind of like yes. uh creature like, and then now he's yeah. photorealistic so. so sweating uh, little beads of sweat and it's like okay so like I always am very hesitant about doing these kinds of uh, these kinds of games, though. Goldeneye, like I've seen enough videos throughout the years to kind of be prepared for it. Um, when when you actually see, it, you're like, oh yeah, that's right, I forgot. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, w- I was I was I was like so excited to play, but yeah, my next purchase will be uh, probably both of those controller sets. Um, so that I can do some old school gaming, um, because I, I just I get so frustrated playing them that with the controller setup, I'm like I just I can't do it. So yeah, and like I said, the the, the controllers are beautiful. Like you're you're spending like the N64 is fifty bucks, but I'm gonna tell you that it was like especially if you're like a retro gamer and you really love the N64 titles that they're bringing out. Yeah, this one is like. Man, I'll tell you, like, it's, it's, it's weighted right, it feels, it's just, it's exactly what, okay, so it's exactly what the wireless N64 controller was, uh, if you ever had one, but the, the bulk of it, the heaviness of it, the battery, uh, the battery pack in it, like, all of it, the, the, all of the weight feels correct, which is beautiful, like, like, I, one of the, like, one of the things I do love about Nintendo is, is that their respect for their uh, for the geekiness of gamers and what yeah. gamers want ultimately want, right? Like, because like that's kind of the thing we want, right? Like, we want accuracy. I don't care. Like, I just want it to like I want it to be right, right? Like, yeah. I don't want you to change your like like um, the thing that I've always hated about Xbox is that they always feel the need to change the controller just slightly. Yeah, like it it kind of looks the same. It's just always a little bit different. Nintendo's controller setup changes every single system. It like every yes. system is a different controller setup. Um and so yeah, going back to those classic being able to go back to those classic controllers for those classic games is it's pretty important and 
even if you do have to spend like you know fifty dollars for a controller is standard now like unless you're buying like really off-brand stuff which um i mean i think most of us learned our lessons early on in the playstation xbox days to (laughs) try to stay away from off-brand controllers like just spend the extra 20 bucks and buy the name brand controller um Mm -hmm. because those things crap out so quickly so yeah it's nice that they offer that sucks that they sell out so fast but um, yeah, yeah, I'll be on but, the the lookout for it. Yeah, I'll I'll keep a lookout for it too, and I'll let you know. Uh, like you know how I do. Like yeah. I'm always I'm always shopping and stuff, and so like if I see it if I see it on the on the Switch store, I will let you know. Which like like we've talked about before, that's another set of headaches uh, in and of itself. Uh, yeah, um, unfortunately. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, Two other small things. One, okay. uh, we we don't really have anything to talk about with what we've been watching because really both of us just watched the stuff we talked about last week. Um, I do want to say that having given Poker Face a week of not watching it and then the uh-huh. new episode premiering, it was a much... Uh, much more true experience to what I think the show is meant to feel like for me. Okay. Um, okay. Good, good, good. This past episode is fucking phenomenal. It is so good. Judith light is just, I mean, like Emmy worthy performance. Wow. It's so wow. freaking good. Um, there's, there's so many like odd ups and downs and like twist and turn mm-hmm. kind of things in the episode things I did not see coming. Um, it, it's, it's really, really good. Um, and how far behind are you in? Like those drop in that four hours at once. Like it's just weird. Cause unless you binge them, you, you know, you're going to kind of stay behind. Because there's so much stuff to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. We we got to um, we're we got to one more episode. I think we're going to be doing like one episode every three or four days um, because it's kind of nice. It feels like a whole like it feels like a movie. Like that's the whole yeah. thing of what each of these these things. It, it feels like the way that they did Columbo. Like I don't know if anybody actually watches Columbo. Book me and Logan, of course, did and I would do. Um, the first, like, I think almost all the seasons of Columbo, each show is not a show, it's a mini TV movie. Like, Spielberg directed him like a, a TV movie when he directed Col- his first episode or his first thing, which was a Columbo episode. Um, it's a whole 90 minute movie. Um, these aren't as long, but they kind of feel like you need the give them the little like like logan had really kind of like zeroed in on what i feel is like the appropriate thing which is is that give it a little time and let it stew in like each of the each of the episodes uh so we watched night shift uh which was the um which was the second episode which kind of really sets the 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 table for what they're going to do yeah. Which I, I really, really liked. I liked I liked the fact that it was completely different than the pilot, but yep. this felt more like not a formulaic setup, but just a setup, right? Like and then 
you can't okay so like academy award nominee hong's chow shows up which i was not prepared for um but i was very prepared for ratzenberger and wow that's just a it's just a good it's just a goddamn kick-ass show man like yeah and he gives such a an odd duck pitch perfect performance he really does. That is so counter to what Ratzenberger, what you're yeah. known, Ratzenberger. Like we're gonna talk. Like you know, I fear that we'll talk a little bit about Last of Us and the devastation that was that episode. But it's like it's kind of similar on a smaller scale to what Nick Offerman did in The Last of Us in this last episode, because it kind of shifts just. But Ratzenberger just shifts slightly. It's a very interesting. Um, it, it, like I like the way that Ryan Johnson casts sometimes, and his version of of a casting against type is a very light, and it's very interesting. Um, Abe is a very uh, <laughs> Abe is a very interesting person. He's set up like okay, so like the setup is oh shit, this is just another Cliff Clavin, like yeah. because he's a mechanic. Um, he's just a fucking like you know, and it's like but <laughs> within like- that. Uh, he's like, oh, I'll have it fixed in like 20 it's, minutes tomorrow morning. Yeah. She's like, can't do it right now. It's like, now? uh, it was like, da- it's not dancing with the stars, but it's something like it's like, well, dancing with the stars or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like, I gotta go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, which I'm always, uh, which, like, you know, which to which was really hilarious. It's just like, it's the kind of character you want Ratzenberger to play because that's the kind of guy he is, but it's just enough slightly skewed to be like, huh? What? Yeah. And anybody like, I feel like there's three levels of watching this show. There's the first level, which is like, Oh, it's Natasha Leone. It's a, it, it, it's a mystery show. I'm going to watch it. Then it's the next level of, I have some kind of understanding of the, of, of like, you know, mystery shows, the stars that are in it. And it becomes a little bit more enjoyable. And then there's the third level, which is like kind of like you and I and like geekdom, which is is that we fucking love mystery shows. We love Natasha Leone. We love what Ryan Johnson does, and we're all in the bag for it. But we also have that knowledge, and it just becomes this really kind of great way of like it's like the way that certain people feel about Tarantino films, where yeah. they. They know every reference, right? And it's like, I I like Tarantino films, and I know some of the references, but I mean, I'm not one of the, I'm not, I guess because Ryan Johnson is a lot closer to our age, I get his references. Even if they're like European esoteric references, I still get them because they're within the shouting reach. Like, we, we were all watching the same stuff within within three or four years of each other. I think that Ryan Johnson is like in his mid to late forties and we're in our like early to mid forties. I'm actually mid, mid forties. I mean, I'm getting there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm 45 this year. You're 44. So like, you know, I guess we are in the mids. Um, But yeah, it's just like what I, what I love about it is that it's a lot of fun. Like it's not, it's not like super serious. It's just enough serious, but just enough like uniqueness to like give like there's stakes in the game, but it's also super entertaining. And it's just I, like I can't wait for you to get to episode five, man. Like it is it's a wallop. And you can talk about casting against type. Like, I mean Judith Light is somebody like 
for people like us, she was part of our childhood. She was. Oh yeah, she was the working mom. The you know, like very stiff, very upright, very and like she. It, it's totally not that Judith Light. Like it, it, it is. It's who's the boss, man? Who's yeah, the boss. Like, it, it, like it's that's such a literally. great episode, man. Um, and <laughs> and uh, uh, the kid from Big Bang, um, Howard Wallowitz in Big Bang. I can't remember the actor's name. Um, yeah, um, he's another I know one. Talking about though, it, it totally. Really? He's in the episode totally cast against that character type like it's very much hey by the way this dude is an actor he's not howard waddle it's like it it's really it's a really great episode um so you mentioned the last of us and since we're talking about what we've been watching that Mm -hmm. probably the biggest thing everybody has watched this past week Um, yeah what an episode of television man something that they literally could have uh, parsed out over the course of a season. They put entirely in one episode. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how that story plays out in the game because I didn't play the game. But, like, holy shit, man. Like, it it's, is... It's fucking... It's the beginning of Up. Stretched out until, like, an hour. And... It's just an emotional wallop, man. <laughs> it, it uh, I will tell you, it's a very, it, it's not as deeply rooted. It's not an hour. It's not a ninety-minute movie that just devastates you. Um, it, it's nothing. It, it's nothing close to that. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like like there's breaking rules, and then there's breaking rules, and then there's uh, long, long time, which is the Last of Us episode, which I feel like if they're going to give all the Emmys to something, this is the one. Because it's just, it's like, like you said, it's not doling out, it's not the stupid J.J. Abrams lost stupid dictum where you're you're telling a story in sections over a season. Like, you're trusting your actors and you're trusting your audience to to go with you on this journey that at the end that fucking final shot devastated me dude yeah. like i like last night i looked at my wife and we were both in tears and just like we got to watch something happy we have to watch you can't go to bed it's not devastating in the way like okay so like i feel like my hesitance towards it was because i felt like oh they're going to fucking change this and make this all about sexual like violence all about yeah. like all about the the violence of being two homosexual men in a relate in a long-term relationship and the moment that it becomes something like that which it's not that it's this beautiful and scary moment between uh between the two uh, between frank and bill but we also don't get the addedness of it and we just get a time jump i think that it's like mason uh, mason and uh Druckmann, the like you know the the writers and creatives for the show like i feel like they understood what needed to happen with this story and just said you know what we've got we've got offerman we've got murray bartlett who is like like who 
White Lotus, Jesus, he's so good in that movie, that, that show. And I'm not a big fan on that show, but he is amazing in that first season. Um, it disservices them to tell this story over three episodes. It makes it urgent, heartbreaking, and perfect. And what you like, I feel like what it like for me at least, and I'll let you talk about it uh, for yourself is. What I loved about it was was that it, it's the moment like I broke when Offerman looks at uh, when Offerman looks at uh, Bartlett or uh, you know Bill looks at Frank and he goes I was never scared until you came along and like that broke me because that's yeah. the way I felt that's the way I felt about when I met my wife like I can't like like I was not. Like, you know, it's like you go alone for so fucking long and then you meet this person and like the weird part about being alone is, is that you're, you're kind of fearless because it only happens to you, right? It doesn't have to happen to somebody else. I felt that in my soul so deep and it kind of just broke me. And from that point, I was like, I can't do this, man. I have a feeling of where where it's going to go. And when it does. And you see the complete full life that they lived, even in this apocalypse. It's just devastating. The wine drink, I, Jesus Christ, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, like, I, you know, um, I don't know. Like it's just it's beautiful in in its completeness. Oh uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Everything you're saying, hundred percent on point. Uh, the only thing I'll I'll add is mm-hmm. what I, I like. Beyond story, what I really liked was them. I know we're only three episodes in, but they mm-hmm. already played with the format that they set up in the first two episodes. Because the first two yeah. episodes, it is like both episodes start with something that isn't about the main characters. And this yes. episode changes that. It starts with Joel. And um, Ellie is her name. Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie. Joel and Ellie, and kind of going through all of that and talking about meeting uh, Bill and Frank, and Frank. then yep. we cut to flashback of like that whole life building up to the current moment, and then end again with Joel and Ellie, like. All of everything you said, plus them changing the format that they've already set up and, and swapping things up. Like it, it's such a, a, a unique thing to do. Not something you usually see this early in a season. Like, I, you know, but I, it was important because they, you know, that's where he's headed. So it's important to go ahead and tell that story. Um, I, I think you're right. I, I think this is the episode you submit for Emmy consideration. Um, if you're if you're trying to get, you know, win for the show or, or yeah. guest actor, so certainly for either one of them. Um, maybe not so much like best actor for Pedro Pascal, um, yeah. who has been great in every episode so far, but I, I don't think he's turned in like that performance yet. You know? No, he hasn't. He, he hasn't. 
and neither has um, Bella Ramsey, though both are great. Like they're building. Like I feel yeah. like like yeah, we're we'll going get to there. get. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, definitely. But like you know, like the like this one feels like this is the this is the flag planting episode. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's certain episodes and shows that like, it takes a long, sometimes it takes a long time. Like for game of Thrones, it took three seasons. Like the red, red wedding was the episode that was the planting of the flag saying, this is us. Um, and I feel like this is the one, like they went out early, like Mason under, I think that Mason understands after after Chernobyl, like what you can do, because that show is very, I feel like people are going to go back to it. The people that didn't watch it, that just went, oh, it's just some fucking, it's just some fucking HBO show that they put a lot of money under so that they get an, a, a lot of awards. That show is, is even more harrowing because it actually happened. But the way that he fucks around with the format in there is very uh, endemic of what he's doing here. But I feel like, I think the difference between this show and say something like the walking Dead, because i was really thinking about it. it's like so they're about similar topics right but i feel like this one it wants like there's a purpose here like there's like an understanding and a purpose of like we're not going to tell one single story but we're going to find ways the most unique ways to tell a larger broader canvas story and not be stupid about it like you know, like you were talking about, like the 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 uh, the the prologues that we're getting at the beginning and going all around the world, like that really mu- that really feels like we're getting a sense of not just this particular land is is gone, but the entire world has changed, right? Yeah. Like even like even him talking about like like the like one of the scarier parts of this show was. The way the way that Pascal delivers that little monologue about like, you know, Ellie wants to like Ellie keeps on talking about, oh, it's cool. It's cool. And then she sees the reality of what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. Like like it's interesting because the way that they're playing with things, because Ellie's never Ellie doesn't understand a plane and like him talking about like planes and her giving him perspective. Right. Like, I love that play. That, yeah. that interplay. Like, and that's he's like, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. He was like, you got to fly, fly. in the air. <laughs> like but I don't care if you were like a little uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. Like, but that's the difference between this and The Walking Dead and any other post-apocalyptic yep. show is that they're taking the time to show. Like this is this is a kid of the apocalypse. He's she's she doesn't know she knows eighties, but she doesn't know music, right? right? She doesn't know who like and then like shout out to Mason and Druckmann for for shouting out Linda Ronstadt. Like that sh- that song, I don't even know if I'll ever be able to listen to it again because it's yeah. so just like. But it's like I feel like that's those are the choices, right? It's like you choose Linda Ronstadt, like that says something about your knowledge of music and your and what you're trying to say, but you're also saying it with two care like other you're adding a layer because you're adding it with people like people are you saying or are you, like it's not like the same seven songs, right? It's like let's go ahead and figure something out that Bill would have been like would have been a part of Bill's life. And then we're gonna we're not gonna just do that. We're gonna 
we're going to make it about something. We're going to make it a moment that tells you about Bill and who he is as a character. And then it's also going to tell you about what Frank is. And like, it's like, it's interesting because like, that's the kind of stuff that you hope and dream for in a, in a TV series or even in a movie that they're, that there's layers, there's more than just a single layer, right? Like yeah. Joel and Ellie's relationship is not the same as Bill and Frank's, but oftentimes, like at least I felt in The Walking Dead that like people were having the same conversations or people could be switched over and have the same conversations that other people were having. Ellie and Joel is having are having conversations that I feel like Bill and Frank would never have. And the same likewise, um, because they're different human beings. And I like, man, it's you know, like, you know, and that's kind of a beautiful moment also, like at the gravesite and how they switch it over. Jesus Christ. I mean, talk about hitting you with a sledgehammer without hitting you with a sledgehammer, right? Yeah. Like you see that that cut is like that's a cut. Like I feel like that cut between like time jump. Like the time jump back and what you see in that moment and who that skull belongs to, Jesus, dude, that's a, that's a, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's being a super filmmaker, right? Like, that's like, okay, I'm gonna make an edit for you, but I'm gonna hit you in the gut with the edit. Like, yeah. how, like, I'm, uh, um, and, and then I'm gonna start calling people jackboots because fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Bill. Yeah, it's such a great, it's a really good moment. Um, Offerman just, he he is, this is his Emmy. Like, I I feel like it's it's his to lose, man. Somebody is going to have to turn in literally a a performance of a lifetime, not just decade. Because he is so just across the board great in this episode and seeing all his like interviews about it um has been really uh it's really nice you know like he he was so worried about capturing it correctly and not um because i mean it's it's a real easy thing to just be like okay that's great you got nick offerman but like there are tons of gay actors out there who could have been brought in for for this performance Mm -hmm. so like he he talks about like being really worried um about you know not not being fantastic in it because of reasons like that you know like and and i i mean pretty much across the board i i've not seen any truly negative comments about his performance or them choosing to go with offerman for this um so yeah it's it's shaping up to be another like just hbo hit like just knocked out of the park hit the they at this point they'd have to do a lot to ruin the goodwill they built up, you know, it, yeah, it's no, so they, good. Really, really I'm, I'm now worried. Cause I was like, ah, oh, I, I should pick up these games and play them. And now I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to play the games because the show is so good. I don't want to ruin possibly what's coming, you know? 
Um, okay, so like that actually kind of like I, I feel like you know now we can do a little bit of an update. Um, okay, so it's I know this is gonna like I know you're gonna make sense of this, but I hope the audience makes sense of this. Um, the show and the game they manage Mason and Druckmann managed to make them linear experiences but very different linear experiences so like the video game is very much a video game in all of its trappings but it does the same thing with the convention of the format if you were there for it back in 2013 and 2017 or 2019 was it took six years i think it took six years for the part two if you were there for that the way that it feels with the tv show and the way that they're kind of shaking the format and you're seeing you're going oh shit this is something special um it's very similar to the last of us like we've seen other games that done the kind of thing that last of us does with the emotional content of it but not anywhere near the the purity it's 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 kind of like the the, the farther away you get from the source, the less potent it gets. But if you go back to it, you go, yeah, okay, I understand. But it's very, it's like I said, it's a very linear experience where it takes things, but it does it for that particular format. So it's a very smart adaptation. I'm I'm calling it right now at three episodes in, it's the best video game adaptation ever. Like there's nothing that's come close to it. Like yeah. emotional emotionality, um, faithfulness in the way that you need faithfulness um and adaptation when you need adaptation like uh so you could play the games and you would ruin certain things but like i'm at a point now where so like bill's story is not really it it's not told in the depth and expansiveness that um, that it's told in the TV series as it is in like you know like in the TV series as opposed to the game. The game, it's there's some story development and build up, but we're near this. Nothing near this. So it's like it's like those things. It's like whatever the show is interested in, it takes and it, it's okay because it's still the game is still there and it has these things. It's just it's zeroing in on the cinematic, I guess. Yeah. Um so it, it's like there are just there are some decisions that are made that I won't ruin because I feel like the game is getting like I already I uh, like I've seen it like the game has gone like the game has become super popular again. So if people are playing it, I don't want to ruin certain things about it because there are veering. There is stuff that they veer away from, um, but there's also stuff that they're very faithful to. And um, so, yeah, like ultimately um, I feel like you could if you wanted to, or like what a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine are saying to me is that they're like, okay, I'm going to wait for the end of the season. And she's there. They were like, you know, it's going to be what mid March, April that the season's finished. I was like, yeah, it's eight episodes. So I think it's eight or nine episodes or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, it's going to be finished by April or uh, March or April. Um, uh, which is funny because we're going to get like, we're, we're like you know march has basically become pedro pascal month right because yeah. uh, the mando mando's coming back in march and we'll be at the tail end of uh at the tail end of the last of us um so but yeah like 
I would say, like, if they're going to make a sec, if they're going to, like, if they're going to finish the first game's, like, series, I, I, like, you know, it would probably be a wonderful time to go back and actually play the games because they're very, like I said, they're different, but just different enough. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll probably uh, pick up the first game after season one ends and maybe play Shit, through it. Shit, I'll send it to you. I'll, oh. I have, I have, I have a, I have the, I think, yeah, it's PS4. I don't okay. have the upresed PS5 version, but I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a, a deal. Um, okay. So, <laughs> uh, news, man. I, I okay. So I, I have so much stuff written down. So <laughs> okay, I, let's do. Okay, let's do cancellations first. Okay, uh-huh. so. Reboot a show that you were not enjoying, um, but yes. I, I I was on board about four or five episodes in, which is, is a lot for a show that probably I think only had like eight or ten episodes. Um, but by the fourth episode, I think I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm in on this. It's canceled at Hulu. Yep. Um, they're shopping it around, but doesn't look good. That. Usually doesn't go well. Um, Pennyworth is canceled. Canceled. HBO Max, which is a damn shame because the show's a lot of fun, but I understand why it's canceled. Nobody was watching it. Like, I'm the only person I know that has talked about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's fun. Hopefully it stays on the service. People will discover it. it's fine. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, was anything else canceled? We talked about Titans uh, of Patrol last week. Yeah, um, Gossip Girl was canceled, um, which okay. a lot of people I know, uh, I know liked. Um, <clears throat> Let the Let the Right One In got canceled. I, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw, like, I, okay, like, I love both adaptations. I mean, I like as you like. I think it has become very apparent. I'm so a Matt Reeves fan. So, yeah. and what and what elevated him for me was his adaptation because it's such a hard thing to do to make a to make an equally perfect but equally different um, movie out of a uh, out of a an adaptation of a perfect like a perfect little horror movie. Um, so yeah, like that one was, a was not weird, but it's, it was good. I watched two episodes. It was good. So it was interesting to see that they canceled that one. Um, but yeah, uh, what else, what else was canceled? Um, you said reboot. Oh, Snowpiercer was canceled. Uh, Mosquito Coast. Oh, so, but Snowpiercer, am I wrong? They have another season in the bag, but yep, no, no place to air it because TNT pulled all their original content. So, yep. like, I'm guessing either it'll be dumped because it's it's on HBO Max, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it'll either be dumped eventually on HBO Max or. The whole show will get pulled off HBO Max and dumped into it. It looks like they're selling things to Tubi. Um, yes, Tubi and um, Roku. Um, yeah. Uh, which, like, Roku is... Oh, God, what was the show that Roku picked up recently? Um, oh, Westworld. 
uh, Roku yeah. picked up Westworld, which is kind of baller of them. Um, uh, like I like Roku. Like I like Roku's content. I um, I like what they're doing, the moves that they're making. Um, just a shout out to them because they made one of my favorite movies of last year, Weird, the Alec Yankovic story. Which, if you guys have not fucking seen that movie, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's free. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't need a Madonna. I don't need a. I don't need a Madonna like biopic because I already got the one that I wanted in that movie uh, by uh, starring Rachel Evan Wood, who just I. You guys got to see this fucking movie. I'm just gonna say that much. Um, but yeah, like um, I almost want like. I almost want Roku to take up Snowpiercer because I've watched the first uh, season and a half. I, it, it's something that it's not that it didn't interest me. It's just, the, you know, like you say, like there's only so much broadband you have. Right. And yeah. for a show of uh, for a show about a train. um, Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty fucking great. Um, um But we're not even going to get the next season because it's like you said like much of uh, like much of the stuff that they're doing that WB is doing, they're taking it. Yeah. Out, they're probably taking off the service. Um, so. Yeah, and I, I, I know they announced um, the ending of um, the blacklist on NBC, which yes, I, I, it feels like that show's been on forever, and which it has. It's been ten years, but I also. Feel like I haven't heard anybody talk about the blacklist in ten years. <laughs> like yeah. when that said <laughs> the blacklist is ending, I was like, that show is still on. <laughs> like I didn't even know it was still on. <laughs> um, so oh. that's something. I mean, sucks for James Spider, but he's great. I'm sure he'll land somewhere else. I know yeah. uh, Showtime officially canceled uh, Dexter, although I didn't. I didn't watch all of. I, I, I think I watched two episodes of that the New Blood, and mm-hmm. like it just didn't seem like it was for me. Like the interest of Dexter has completely worn off. Like they blew it totally with the, especially the last season, but the last couple of seasons. And I was like, eh, yeah, I don't really care about Dexter anymore, so I just didn't finish it. And when they announced it was canceled, I was like, uh, again, I uh, thought that that was done two years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and like, let's be honest, like the new like I like the the trailers for the new episode of or the new episodes of Dexter actually kind of made it look like they were piggybacking off of Resident Alien and the concept of Resident Alien. And I'm like, yeah, because he's like up in the middle of nowhere, the mountains. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, my wife really wanted to watch it. Like, she's a huge fan of Dexter, minus the last season, which I mean, I think we all can agree was just trash. So, um, but I mean, if it ended like if it ended in a good place, then you know, I mean, you know, you can't complain about that. But again, oftentimes with these shows, like these reboots, these legacy boots, uh, legacy reboots, they they they're just not one season. They're more than one season, right? Yeah. Like it's like Night Court. Like we're we're in the midst yeah, it, of Night Court. Well, that that's that brings us to stuff that has been renewed. So yes. Night Court picked up for season two, which picked up this early. I mean, we're what three episodes in? Um yeah. it, that that's an excellent sign. That means that their numbers are not just strong when it's airing, but 
like the the repeat numbers the streaming numbers also really really good um and it's deserved like yeah i know we're only a few in but like so far it's it's building and gotten better with each episode so definitely um this this episode this last episode was was great like it was it was as good as the last episode um uh it's four episodes i think we're in i think we're four episodes in and it's just a delight yeah it's a delightful it's like i like the fact that after what i felt was a a shaky start they they found their footing they know exactly the show that they want to make and that's and I feel like in a in a sitcom, that's what you need, right? Um, you need to have somebody with a clear purpose and understanding of what kind of show, so that the tone is right. Um, and the tone's right. Like, yeah. like I haven't had a problem like <clears throat> last week's episode and this week's episode. It it's dealing with stuff that you would expect them to deal with, um, and it's done in it's done like I laughed more than more than a half dozen times, which is more than you could ask for at any twenty minute show, right? Yeah, hundred yeah, so. percent. And similar uh, vein, that ninety show picked up for another season at Netflix. Season. So yeah. that that's another. Uh, it's a good sitcom. Like they they really you know nailed the reboot aspect and or legacy kind of aspect of it so um i'm excited for for both of those so we'll have those shows you know for another couple of years uh because they they're easy it's not like oh we've got stranger things for one more season like yeah Yeah. but it takes them like a year and a half to make a season of that show exactly (laughs) um they did uh Interestingly enough, um, we didn't talk about this. Oh, like as we're talking about it, um, and I, I am making a commitment in 2023 to get to it uh, beyond beyond the first f- couple of episodes that I've been um, watching. But um, Cobra Kai got season six, which is yeah. wild to think that they did because Netflix is all about four and done or five and done. Yeah. And but also, like, I also feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, the first three seasons were 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 on YouTube Red or whatever it was called. I be- yeah, I believe it was the first three. It was definitely the first two. But yeah. I, I think it was the first three. And then four and five came to Netflix. Um, and, uh, yeah, six is coming. It'll be the last season of the show. Although they have talked about possible spinoff ideas, um, different things they could do to stay like with those characters, but expand the universe. I, I mean, I I see there's a lot of potential mm-hmm. in that show, um, and it, it it is a show that fully embraces kind of the goofier aspects of what you're dealing with like the importance they put on like a karate tournament in the valley (laughs) like you know (laughs) like it is like they do occasionally step back and go like you know we're it's not the avengers (laughs) we're not fighting off an alien invasion here so um i that that show is pretty incredible like it is dumb but it is so like pitch perfect. Like I, I don't know. I I don't know how 
everybody hasn't seen it and either you like it or you're just like no this is not for me um it took me a while to get on board too like ryan hounded me for years to watch it and i don't think it was until it hit netflix um I, like right after season three, I think YouTube Red folded, and Netflix immediately swooped in and grabbed it. And I, I binged all three seasons in probably a week. So, um, it, it's such a fun, stupid show. Um, so, uh, let's see, legacy shows, King of the Hill officially coming back. Yes, which, which is, is very interesting. Um, it's exciting, but also just a reminder that, like, hey, there's two people involved with this show that are no longer with us. And yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's going to be really sad. <laughs> like, can you, like, who do you get to you play? Don't, you ride I, them I, off into the sunset, man. Like, I, I cannot imagine you recast those characters like tom petty was like such a weird like get for that show to have him do it like as a guest star that's one thing like brad pitt is boomhauer's brother uh yeah that's that's a fun like one-off kind of thing but to have tom bet tom petty come in for years every week into your tv voicing this like hick of a character is such a get a weird get because it's i mean he is famous but like he's not he's not brad pitt you know no. like nobody tunes into a tv show to see tom petty you go to a concert to see tom petty but like nobody was watching king of the hill to see tom petty so it's just a weird get and then now that he's passed like if he was still with us, even though Brittany Murphy had passed away, like maybe you do something there, but with both of them and considering they were married in the show, like I think what you do is just have them ride off into the sunset. Like you give them a happy ending. Like that's where you start, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And unless you want to take it in a true, like, because King of the Hill was always, a family dramedy before it was just an an like it's not yeah and it's not an animated show in the way most animated shows are it is about like that drama of everything mixed with you know the the texas of it all and <laughs> yes, comedy the texas barbecue it. of it all yeah exactly it, it's so, a very special it's a very special show i feel that people do not give enough credit for um i would oh, put it along with roseanne as one of the great working class tv shows yeah like i, I mean the original I was roseanne. such a king of the hill fan this is how much of a king of the hill fan i I love the guys that do Bob's Burgers. Like, I have been following them and their offshoots since the home movie days. Like, way back. Yeah, (laughs) such a great show. Um, Now, I I wasn't on board with uh, the therapist show that preceded home movies. Oh, Uh, Dr. Katz. Yeah, I, I never really got into Dr. Katz, but... Home movies was my jam. And like 
uh, those guys, like any any time they like offshoot into something, I've I've just been with them, and like, and then King of the Hill was canceled, and Bob's Burgers was like just it felt like a piggyback, like oh we're gonna we're gonna cancel this show that's been doing it forever, and then we're just mm-hmm. gonna give this new show a chance. I, I mean, again, credit to my brother. I was like, fuck Bob's Burgers. I'm not watching that show. They canceled <laughs> King of the Hill for fucking Bob's Burgers. Like, I like those guys, but fuck that, man. Fuck Fox for canceling a show that, like, The Simpsons gets to keep going, but King of the <laughs> Hill doesn't. I was like, fuck that, man. I'm just not watching it. And Ryan kept on and kept on it. It's like, you gotta watch it, man. You gotta watch it. And, like, two years into its run, I finally, like, I was at a, probably at a place, um, I, I think it was when I, when I moved, when I took the job in Chattanooga and moved, oh, okay. like, I didn't have, uh, cable all I had was streaming, and all I had at the time, I think, was Hulu and Netflix, because that was about all there was. I was yeah. like, I'm out of shit to watch. Like, I need something, like, you know... I'm alone in a city where I don't know anybody. I need something light and fun and funny. I was like, I guess I'll watch Bob Burgers, man. He keeps talking about it. And I probably watched the t- three seasons in in a matter of like two weeks, probably. So oh, dude. You went yeah. through it. You went through it hard because like those seasons yeah. are twenty two episodes. Yeah. Like, guys, those are they don't have a short seasons. they don't have a short season. Um no. But any all that to say, King of the Hill is back. I'm excited. It seems like everybody who is still around is on board. I don't think they've. I, I saw the that everybody's coming back. So I, I'm trying yes. to think: is there anybody who was a permanent on the show other than Tom Petty and Brittany Murphy? I don't think there was. I know Kathy or Jimmy, the lady that voices Bobby. Um, of course, uh, what, uh, Mike Judge is, mm-hmm. Mike Judge is like half the cast anyway, so. Yeah, he really is, and, like, if anybody, have you seen the new, um, I fucking love it, um, the new Beavis and Butthead? No, I, I've heard good things, and I, yeah. I know that he's just, that, that he stepped back from creative control of it, and he's just... The voice and like I, I know he's a producer, but like he's not writing every episode, he's not directing no. every episode. Um, he just kind of stepped back and let other people take the reins more or less. Um, I've heard really good things though. It's okay, so like it's really fucking good. It's really good, but here's the thing: is that without the voice work, like it doesn't work. And I can tell you, like as somebody who heard him say, I don't know if I could ever do the Beavis and Butthead voices again because it's so hard on my my vocal cords. To hear him actually do it and do it well, and like not just well, but like to not have lost a step. Wow. Um like it so half of the half of King of the Hill is is the 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 specificity of Hank and his friends and how they talk. So I like I feel like half of the battle is that. And if I if the hardest voice in his um 
if the hardest voice in his repertoire for Mike uh, Mike Judge is Beavis, and he can still do it, then he can still go back into Hank and Boomhauer and anybody else that he's yeah. he was voicing in King of the Hill. Um, so I'm actually ex- I'm very 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 excited if this is the if if it's the creative if this is the creative team and they actually are really passionate about it, I'm super stoked because that's a fucking great show. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how they deal with, uh, Tom Petty and, uh, Brittany Murphy's, uh, absence. Um, Mm -hmm. I, 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 for one will be disappointed if it's a recast, I will understand it. Yeah. But I will be a little disappointed. Um, just uh, Stephen Root. That's who I was forgetting. Stephen Root. Oh, yes. Um, Stephen Root. Stephen Root is Bill. Like, really, as long as you have them in place, anything else can can kind of be, um, uh, you know, changed. So yes. you have that main, like, even Lauren Tom um, as uh, uh, Connie and i mean connie's who who matters like her parents are uh, ancillary uh i mean they're kind of important but you know they weren't in every episode so um, absolutely although that rivalry between him and hank is 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 pretty great so i might be starting a king of the hill rewatch this week um okay so uh, i'm i'm excited uh Let's All see. Right, um, Before we get to the DC stuff, yeah. Um, what was? Pull my list back up. Oh, Bad Boys Four. Yes. yes uh, uh, okay. So. <laughs> man, like fucking Will Smith and his goddamn slap. <laughs> this motherfucker. Like, so is that okay, the so only like, reason this movie is happening? Do you think that that's the only reason this movie is happening? I, it made a half a billion dollars and it was actually good. Like I liked the, I liked the third bad, uh, bad boys movie or what, what we were supposed to be. This is actually the fourth, uh, like this is the fifth bad boys movie. This is the fourth. The last one was the fourth one because there's this mythical third one where he, where he hooks up with a drug lordist and does all this stuff like that you would expect from a movie from yeah. 20, from 2007 <laughs> or eight. The one we, we didn't get. Like, we yes. just got flashback in Bad Boys 3. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, with that being said, um, I am... I don't know. I, I'm very... Compl- like, it's very complicated to me because it's like... Uh, Will Smith has done nothing to make me feel like like I want to like him again. Yeah. But if that like, makes sense. Also, I like this franchise. So yes, <laughs> it's exactly. really difficult. Um, like I want to be excited for it, but also like kind of just on the fuck Will Smith train. Um, yeah. Or, or honestly, not. I, I don't even want to pin it on him. I'm kind of just on the fuck that whole family train. Like, yeah, every one of them exactly can just right off and I don't ever want to see him again like yeah. that is some like toxic bullshit that it's they've been ignoring until it exploded literally live on worldwide television like it, yeah. it, it is insane um 
all, all for a goddamn talk show. Like, that's what I always feel. It's like, it's always, it's all for a fucking, t- all that was, was for a talk show. Like, literally, her, her, t- like, like, I don't even want to get into it. I don't even want to get yeah. into it because, you know what? Like, as a performer, <clears throat> I fucking loved Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, I loved, her. I mean, Set It Off is one of my favorite, is like one of my favorite action films from the 90s that no one talks about. Um, the Nettie Professor is top tier Eddie Murphy, and it's a lot to do with her chemistry with Eddie Murphy. But as somebody outside doing this whole Kardashian, Chris Kardashian 2.0 mm-hmm. thing, I'm like, fuck this, dude. I really don't like this. I really don't like what you're doing. Um, and then you got your you got you got your man Will Smith doing the social media thing when I'm like bro, you're a star. You're one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, you may be hitting 60, but you know what? Tom Cruise is 60, and he's still doing it, and yeah. he doesn't have to be on social media. Uh, I mean, you know... Yeah, he does so not it's give just, a shit about social media. <laughs> you know what? You know what I love about Tom Cruise? There's a lot of things I love about Tom Cruise. I'm one of those people that I, I can just look over the Scientology shit, um, because it doesn't affect me. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a cult and whatever, like, you know, like let him do his thing, but you know what I love about Tom Cruise? He doesn't, he is so singularly focused. It's all about movies. He doesn't give a shit about anything else. Yeah. Just give like, I almost wish that Will Smith was like that. Like he was like, he was back in like, you know, the two thousands, the early two thousands. Cruise movies, had that movies, like movies. brief moment of like, I'm going to go, on this show and talk about how in love I am. And then like, he saw how that negatively affected, maybe kind of negatively affected his career, but like mm-hmm. just how he became a meme. And he was like, yeah, this shit's not for me. Cause like the yeah. minute I, I do something that people can, you know, take out of context and use for other things. Like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm just not doing it. So he just, doesn't do it anymore you know <laughs> so. no he doesn't and, and here's the thing is that like will smith is one of our last movie stars along with yeah. tom cruise uh, he's fucked that like he just literally fucked that for himself like like on like i don't understand like okay can we just stop and appreciate at the biggest moment of your career the apex of your career most actors work towards a best actor win you do the stupidest fucking thing you could do. Mm-hmm. You just literally, it, you might have, like, you know what? He might as well have just gone on stage, dropped trout, and take a nice old dump on the stage. Because yeah. that's what he did. Ten years. Who fucking gets suspended for, ten, who gets ineligible for ten years from the Academy? Not even Marlon Brando when he had, when he justifiably had like you know made a stance about things he didn't even get in trouble like that yeah. like I, I, <sighs> yeah it, it's <sighs> it's insane it makes it really difficult to be like we're saying to be excited for this announcement yeah. the video was fun like them riffing on like it's bad boys for bad boys for life. And they're like, wait, we did that last time. That one. Like, yeah. It, it's cute. It's funny. It, it's, they're so good together, I, but I, I'm just, yeah. But the flip side is with Will Smith, like not like, does this free him up to just do 
things that aren't Oscar bait chasing. Like, can we get that old Will Smith back for even just a little while? Like for three, four movies where he's just, you know, killing aliens or driving fast cars and blowing shit up. And like, like I know we've had some of that, but like those movies have not been successful him for him for a while outside of Bad Boys 3. Um, yeah. Nobody went to see that Ang Lee movie. Like, nobody, nobody. saw that movie. <laughs> I, I saw it. I, I like, you know what? It's such a weird Kookies 90s concept. Yeah. Um, I, I, Devendra Hardwar on the film cast, like, name drops it, like, every three or four episodes. Uh, about, <laughs> like, that he's just like, like Devendra thing. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> y'all slept on that movie. It's actually pretty good. And uh, but nobody went and saw that fucking movie. No, nobody. <laughs> and it did. features two Will Smiths. <laughs> so. Yes, young Will Smith and old Will Smith. And I will tell you, young Will like young Will Smith may be the better actor than the old Will Smith yeah. in that movie. Um, but uh, Gemini Man. Yeah, uh, that was drawing the blank on the movie. So like that that movie. <laughs> Do you want to know something funny? That movie has been in development so long that it was a Harrison Ford. Or actually, it was a Clint Eastwood vehicle before it was a Harrison Ford. Vehicle. Uh, I believe that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet uh, a couple of days ago that said I was sitting there and somebody was talking about shit that happened 30 years ago. And I started laughing, thinking it was the 1970s. And then I realized they were talking about something that happened in 1992 and I started crying <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm not going to fucking cry. I think that's fucking hilarious because that's yeah. what I still think of. Like, like, but ultimately, like, I feel like you're on the right trail of the whole thing of like Will Smith needs to go back and make, make us understand why we liked him in the first place. Um, yeah. Which like, yes, Wild 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 West sucked, but yeah. Will Smith is a lot of fun. <laughs> like that's, that's exactly. the, it's not the like, yes, uh, after earth suck, but also Will Smith should not be making movies with his son. Cause they both suck in that movie. <laughs> so. This is so true. Um, you know. I feel like, like, don't you feel like, okay, so call me crazy, but I feel like part of this is also going to be within the next two to three years, um, especially because uh, Devlin and Emmerich have gotten back together um, and started making movies Another again. Another Independence Day? <laughs> yep, but with him. I mean... I feel like... Because they're controlled by, they're controlled by Disney now. Yeah, and so, I, I could see it happening. Um, where, where there's enough distance from the last one to mm -hmm. just be like... Yeah, but everybody still really loves that first movie. <laughs> so yeah, well, the um, second one just is like the second one is wild to watch. It's like yeah. really wild to watch because you can tell they didn't know what to, like they were on a train pushing forward, and when Will Smith said no, they were like shit. Yeah. Um, but don't, uh, didn't they kill his character off? Yeah, but you know what? Who watched the Who watched this three hundred million That's dollar true. trash <laughs> trash like, ass movie? I mean, like, like, uh, like, oh, he wasn't really dead. <laughs> like, all you really have to do is follow the Top Gun Maverick. I mean, it's going to be like, what was his name in the movie? I can't even think of his name in the movie. Um, 
Will Smith's character in, uh, in like that tells you how much we know about like ID four. Um, I mean, yeah. I remember. Uh, let's see here. Um, but anyways, like they're gonna follow Top Gun Maverick. Um, um, we'll get we'll get uh, Independence Day one and a half. Like yes. that, it'll be the story in between the first and the second movie. Um, but but maybe how I he hear- dies. <laughs> I guarantee you, like, so, like, what's going to, like, I I don't know why, but I feel like what's going to happen is, is that um, they're going to reboot it, and then they're going to have Bill Pullman, uh, like, they're going to pull people from Top Gun Maverick, like Lewis Pullman, who's Bill Pullman's kid, who's actually in Top Gun Maverick, to play his his son. They're going to get, like, you know, they're going to get somebody to play Will Smith's son. Probably Jay Ellis, because Jay Ellis is from Top Gun Maverick, and he's fucking awesome in that movie, right? And he's already becoming a star. Um, you know, bring back Vivica A. Fox, bring back Bill Pullman, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Who who would be Jeff Goldblum's equivalent child? Like, that That would be... I, like, I don't know, the, man. Like, that, that's, I, I can't imagine a, a Jeff Goldblum kid. Like, I'm, I'm sure he does have kids, but, like, yeah, I does. can't imagine... Daughters what a Jeff Goldblum kid would be like. Like, I hope, I don't mean this in a bad way, because I love Jeff Goldblum, but I hope they're like their mother. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the funniest, he's such a singular <laughs> individual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, it would be called ID4 Captain Stephen Hiller, because okay. that's what his name was. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum Hillard. has nothing but, uh, yeah, Hillard. And then everybody was like, why the fuck is it called Hiller? Like, what the hell is this about? Um, but Jeff Goldblum only has daughters, which I find truly hilarious and ironic, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> you know who you know who actually could play his kid, though it doesn't make sense with the person that he was with, Margaret Collin. But um Tony Vivaldi has that. Yeah look and energy of gold of early gold bloom back when he was bare chested like you know um tanned glasses wearing gold bloom like tony vivaldi from willow and flash Thompson fame yeah. uh could totally could play that. play his son and it would be very different energy but the kind of energy you would expect from jeff Goldblum's son right like like a guy who like was his son, so like you would have, I guess, Judd Hirsch, Jeff Goldblum, and Tony Vivaldi. Like I, I would, you know what? If they cast it like that, and Emmerich and Roland, uh, like Devlin and 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 Emmerich were involved, and they got all the major cast back, I'd be on board for it. Hell, yeah. give me a Disney Plus series with it. Throw fucking throw all the money that you threw at Willow at 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 the yeah. ID four guys, and give me a giant ass like you know 10 episode game of thrones type of series um because i'm always on like i don't know about you did you watch moonfall the 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 lunacy that is bro it's on hbo um you gotta watch like if you are in the mood for a very 90s like you know roland emmerich's gonna destroy the world again this movie is (laughs) so stupidly perfect it just really is like um, so he still got it. Um, I would love to see it. I mean, but then again, I'd actually love to probably see a, a Stargate sequel more than I would this. Yeah. Like, um, if I'm going to be honest. 
Yeah, I I would like a really I know the the show's kind of carried on that legacy, but yeah, yeah a, a truly good like big budget Stargate sequel would be a lot of fun. Um and to get Kurt Russell and James Spider back together. Yeah. yeah. Uh I would be down for that. Um so let's talk about the Warner Brothers stuff. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I where you want to start? Um, let's, okay, so, so James Gunn did some damage control, as we all know. I mean, I honestly feel like it's damage control. You can see in his eyes, he's excited about this stuff, but he didn't want to talk about it right away. He didn't, he wanted another year before he could really kind of like, like, you know, because this is all kind of flexy, right? Like you, you would even told me, you're like, my first reaction was, okay, this is for the fans. This is for those Snyder whatever the russian bots because they're complaining but you said something that was very key you're like i'd be very i'm gonna be very surprised to see what show like what makes it to release and you're right because we've had this before not from james gunn but like warner brothers was so like oh we gotta catch up that like they brought in the whole crew for the justice league thing before that movie came out Brought him to Comic-Con, announced this giant slate of films. We saw Wonder Woman. We saw Justice League. We've yet to see the fucking Flash. Um, and Aquaman. Yeah, we've let this, yet to see the new Aquaman movie. Uh, yeah. Everything else is fucking... Uh, they pissed in the ocean, man. Like, yeah. it's just... It's, it's gone. None, none of it ever came to fruition because they put the cart before the horse uh they didn't set the table they were like everybody's gonna be so excited ran into a shit ton of problems with justice league um it 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 just yeah so this is not anything we haven't seen from warner brothers before i know it's james gunn so we all wanted to be different but yeah this is still a studio who can't fucking like they just they can't do anything right. It seems like no, they can't. So yeah, I, I it's it's great. Like good, you announced all this stuff, man. But like, could we have just gotten like here's the one or two things coming in the next few years? I know Marvel still does their their big announcement. Stop fucking trying to be Marvel. Just stop. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, so I would have much rather have had the things that we know are going to be already in production, right? So, like, all the animated stuff, though, so, like, here's the thing. This is all damage control. Like, this is all a PR stunt. Like, this is, like, James Gunn being forced, like, by the, by the, like, you know, by the gun to his forehead. To go, give us all the stuff that you guys are trying to work on. And it gives you an idea that some of this, this is going to be a soft reboot. Um, we definitely know, like, the things that we do know. Let's talk about the things that we do know or suggest. So okay? Sh- Shazam is still coming. We're going to get that. Yep. He says it fits well into, like, because it's always been off in its own little corner. So it fits well into what they're doing. He, uh, he called the Flash... A- 
the reboot of the DC universe. The universe. And, and that's also, the most important thing, right? Yeah. He also said it's one of the best superhero films he's ever seen, which tracks with a lot of the the fact that it's one of the proper like you're not going to shelve the Jason Momoa Aquaman movie just because yeah. everybody loves Momoa. He's a big deal. That first movie made a ton of money. Like he's he's built a lot of goodwill with the fans. Yep. The Flash movie was one we kept going like, why aren't they shelving this? Because Ezra Miller is a huge fucking problem. Yep. This movie has been it feels like a damn decade in development. Um, and like, I, it feels like it's been finished for years now. Uh, and we've not seen a frame of it. Like we've seen like what that one picture with the, like the nine Ezra Millers in it, like that's it, (laughs) you know, like, and we've seen a logo for it. Like there's no trailer, there's nothing, but people keep whispering that have seen bits and pieces or the whole movie and it keeps getting back to other people that like yeah but the problem is the movie's fucking good that's the problem (laughs) if it was shit (laughs) then it would be like fuck this put it on a shelf can we write it off what can we do fuck this movie the problem is it's good (laughs) so that's that's the problem and the thing is is that i really do like I'm tired of white men getting fucking 28 chances. Fuck this dude. Seriously, I don't care if if they have and let's say I understand. I will be respectful to that. But seriously, you fucking held a fucking family hostage. Fuck you. Seriously, yeah. fuck you. You know what? I hope that George McKay. I hope this is all just kind of sim like no $300 million movie is worth promoting. For this fucking piece of shit. And he is like, I don't care, mental health issues aside, like, if that's the case, then you don't, like, if we would be not having this conversation and this would be buried if this was anything other than Ezra Miller. Like, yeah. let's be honest. And the whole thing is, is that I really do hope that they they recap, like, at the like part of the thing was trying to find a new Flash so that at the ending can be, here's the new Flash. And I hope it is George McKay. Like, there's a guy who has no fucking problems, but we have like we're we're gonna keep with like that's what I'm tired of. I'm tired of like all of these people being the shittiest human beings in the world and then being forgiven because they have a five hundred million dollar a movie that ha- like that's costing a studio five hundred million dollars. Um, meanwhile, Batgirl, you know, yeah, non problematic cast, but like yeah. they even doubled down on I Batgirl was not releasable. And yes. like, that's just so like really? Did you fucking see Justice League, man? Did did yeah. you see like that wasn't releasable it, with the CGI out over mustache? Like nobody stood up and goes, like, hey, maybe we should hold off on this and like try to make it better you know mm-hmm. yeah eventually we got the Zack Snyder cut I still haven't watched it but like everybody says no it, it is such a better movie and it is hope you know what maybe the movie should have been still not perfect yada 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 no we got you rushing shit to 
anyway, all, all of that's beside yeah. the point. Hopefully, no, 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 you're, the you're, Flash you're, is is the the total reboot. Hopefully, Ezra Miller's done. Uh, we'll see. I I can't imagine they continue to work with the person. Um, I I uh, I I can't. I I just can't. I mean, I understand James Gunn. Like, I understand what James Gunn's verbiage was, and it's also like, like, let us not forget, Gunn was canceled too. Like, yeah, like, and part of the thing was was that canceled for some like tweets that you maybe like should have had some better judgment on versus like, but twenty years ago, but ten years ago, like, like, like it was a timed cancellation, right? Um, but not like holding a sex cult, not holding. Yeah. hostage none of the shit crazy shit that he did and like to be perfectly honest like like all it's, it's doing yeah is... it's james gunn has a dark sense of humor versus like this is a mentally unstable person who should not be given a a wide platform a lot of money and like a lot of uh like i, I mean he should be watched and medicated for a while before we feel comfortable <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> but like, you I, know I don't what? care we if he's a good actor. <laughs> but also, like, you know, he, here's the thing: um, we live in a we live in a culture where free Britney. But I mean, we've seen how off uh, off the off the platform she's gotten. I mean, you know, because it's just it's shitty. It's all around shitty because you know people don't trust like you know like the evilness of everything. Right. Yeah. And so they don't want to trust anything. But regardless, he hopefully he is done and we are like like we are moving forward with a new flash, a new direction. Though I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so there's all these okay, so it's weird because so, like he oh go ahead. I was gonna say, do you wanna run down the TV shows before we jump into the movie stuff? Well, okay, so Okay, so like, uh, okay, well, yeah, let's do the the TV shows. Um, he's doubling down on on um, Peacemaker guy. Like, like he really like he's making that a like a, a tentpole, right? Because of Waller. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see because the video I watched, he didn't speak a lot to the shared universe of it all. Like, yeah. We know more Peacemakers coming. Waller is going to be set in that Peacemaker universe. Like, does this mean that's the universe we're going to live in? Or is this going to be separate? But, like, that that's, like, getting in the weeds. Uh, I don't i don't care if it's separate or not. Um, mm-hmm. I, he did make a point of saying we want actors who can do, like, across-the-board live action and animation so it's more cohesive, but then he didn't really speak to which parts are going to be cohesive and which parts are just off in their own little universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Waller is uh, bringing Viola Davis back. That's fine. I think she's great for the role yeah. of Amanda Waller. Even if they rebooted, even when they reboot the whole damn DC universe, that's like, no, if she's still willing to do it. She should be Amanda Waller. I think she's great casting for that. I would love to see her in her own show. The It's funny because I was just listening to um, the Midnight Boys uh, talk about this on um, mm. the uh, Ringerverse podcast. They were breaking all of this down. I, I And they made 
specifically immediately what I thought was, would I watch a show that's just about Sam Jackson's Nick Fury? If it's just Sam Jackson being Nick Fury with no other characters, no, I don't know that I'd watch Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I would watch Secret Invasion, (laughs) which has a bunch of other characters that I enjoy (laughs) in it. So, yep. I am excited for Waller with the hopes that it's not Amanda Waller head of whatever DC organization it is. Cause I always forget. So, um, um I will add this. It gives me, it, it gives me under, it gives me hope that because Crystal Henry and Jeremy Carver are the showrunners, and they created the show, uh, Crystal Henry being um, TV show's Watchmen showrunner, which if you guys haven't seen that, that's a very wild adaptation of Watchmen that you really absolutely should watch. And then, of course, Jeremy Carver is Doom Patrol. So he's moving from Doom Patrol when it ends to Waller, which, like, between those two, there's enough funky weird to make me feel like this could be the recipe for something special. I don't know, but okay. Like, like you said, if they, if it's a, if it's a Waller dealing with a, like, like a secret invasion type of thing. And there's like the cast is people like peacemaker, um, like people from the, uh, people from, uh, the, the, the suicide squad, then I'm all for yeah. it. I'm uh, all or, for it. So the flip side of that is, um, so he's already written all the episodes for this Creature Commandos animated show. Yes. Which is with, also going to feature Amanda Waller. <laughs> yes. And which also has Randall Flagg Sr. Yeah. Which is a very big distinction. Who I'm actually, okay, so I'm actually very, very interested in who they're going to cast in every single role of this. Like, because it, like, you know... It's there's a lot, right? There's a lot of people, including Weasel from Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which, um, are you interested in the Creature Commandos, or is it more uh, like a, a morbid curiosity? Yeah, I guess morbid curiosity. Uh, like, I mean, it took me a while to get on board with Peacemaker. Like, I watched the first mm-hmm. episode and I was like, I don't know, this is a lot, man. Like, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of shit in this, um, and it, it kind of like I had to to prepare myself for it. Um now once I was in, I was like, yeah, this, this show's a lot of fun. Um the fact that it's an animated series is gonna like that's gonna lean me towards like, oh, this will be an easy thing. But it's also th- these are not characters I give a shit about. Like I know they're the DC monsters like there's a version of Frankenstein mm-hmm. there's our Frankenstein's monster um you know there's a wolfman type creature there's it, I, yeah I know like I, I've read creature commandos here and there through my comic reading years and but it no there it's very like okay it, it's a lot of this a lot of this is shit that's like if we fuck it up, it's no big deal. This yeah. falls into that camp. If we fuck this up, it's not a big deal. <laughs> it is not. Um, which leads us to something that they have been trying to get right for a very long time. 
um, with Green Lanterns um, or Lanterns. Uh, they're, so he described it as true, true detective in space. Yeah, uh, but Which, also they're going to be on Earth, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about what the budget for this show is going to be, because honestly, if it's not a huge budget, if we're if it's not like Game of Thrones style budget, it I don't think it's going to be that good. Like I just well, don't. yeah, and you mentioned yeah, no, 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 absolutely, and you mentioned. Game of Thrones, and they have their Game of Thrones with Paradise Lost. Now, my question is, is that do they think that they can get Gal Gadot to do an HBO Max show? I I think it's going to be Wonder Woman-less. I think we're going to have a build-up with Paradise Lost to a reveal of possibly a new Wonder Woman. And I will tell you that is a bad choice. I don't. I I feel like you you already have a contract with Gal Gadot, right? It's pay or play. Um, you owe her a movie or you owe her a payout. Like uh, this is where I'm having problems with this weird soft reboot because you're adding certain people, but you're you're going to take away other people. And to be perfectly honest, Gal Gadot is like the right like. I feel like of the casting choices that they made, the one that should, like, the two that should probably stay are are her and, and, and I don't say this because of box office, like, like, they genuinely, her and Momoa, like, have gotten such goodwill. Like, it tells, it shows you that even in the failure of Woman, Wonder Woman 1984, people are still, like, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Yeah, but the, not, yeah, they're very much like they, they, there's detractors, but yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, no, no, that movie was not good. She's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> like, yeah, um, and I'm I'm one of them. I I agree with you. I think recasting the part is bad, but I also know you probably ruined some goodwill with her when yeah. you sent her buddy packing. Um and. And like I said a couple of episodes ago, like now that you freed up Patty Jenkins to do the Rogue Squadron movie that I really want, just take like Patty talk with Gal and you can make her the like the the Top Gun Maverick of the Star Wars universe. Like if Gal Gadot is sitting there killing TIE fighters in a in a oh, like yeah. an amazing yeah. like okay, fine, do it. Give it to me. Like that's what I want. I want or or Gal Gadot like Jedi warrior, Jesus Christ. Yes, please. Like get her in the star Wars universe. Like, okay, fine. Like, you know, um, if that's the, if that's the consequence of not having another wonder woman. Okay. But you know what? I'm going to say this. It took them. It took them what from Linda Carter to, to Gal Gadot. It took them literally four or five different castings to get it right. Like people were cast, and then nothing happened to it. Like there were what two TV shows and didn't yeah. get it. And it's like, there's a reason why like Superman, like in theatrical, there's certain people that can do it and certain people that can't. And I yeah. don't know, like I'm not like, okay. So like the paradise lost, it feels like, okay. So whenever you get to see, um, the four hour uh, justice league, 
Um, <laughs> the, a lot of it, like, there's a lot of Demisterius or Gimster. I can't even pronounce the word. Uh, Demisterius. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. And I feel like everything that I was told, it feels like all the stuff that James Gunn was, or uh, Zack Snyder was trying to do with that, with like beautiful people and muscles and slow motion and sweat and fighting. It's like 300 2.0. Like, uh, like, like that's the feeling yeah. I get from it. Not Game of Thrones. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't trust w- yeah. Yeah, I don't trust DCEU well, to give us that. I- I think it's really, really telling for Paradise Lost and for Lanterns that what they do is say, hey, these are going to be like these two other shows that mm-hmm. HBO has that people still talk about a lot. Yeah. So, like, you're not, you're just giving me versions of something that you've already done before. I And I understand that's a... It's a, a, it's an easy out to go. Oh, this will be like our Game of Thrones, but like, and again, I'm not trying to crib from the Midnight Boys for anybody who else who listens to that other podcast. Mm-hmm. They're great, but I have the same thoughts that they have. In the fucking history since Game of Thrones became a thing, how many times has somebody said this is going to be like our Game of Thrones, and it been successful? Yeah, zero. A big donut. A yeah, big I, yeah, I think we're at, yeah, we're firmly at 0%. Like, <laughs> so many people have been trying to do their kind of Game of Thrones thing since Game yep. of Thrones. Now, I just like, uh, it was, I think it's Van Lathan that said this. Um, if they actually make it like Game of Thrones, this could be at least really fucking interesting. But it could. I don't think they're going to go hard like that. <laughs> so, no, no um, not at all. Um, <clears throat> because it's DC. It has to be PG-13. Well, with the exception of Peacemaker. I mean, they got yeah. Peacemaker through at a hard R. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it could. I mean, he's right. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, but like, right? associating like, it with Wonder Woman... Yeah, you lo- I think you lose the ch- Peacemaker's obscure enough that like you're not probably you don't have to worry about a five year old watching that, but like No. Yeah, like, you know, some kid being like, I love Wonder Woman and then coming on this like lesbian filled action. Mm-hmm. Be <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> like, <Sure>. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like like the worst iteration of it is is the Skinamax version of it, which I'm very f- afraid of because I know DC. Like we know DC. Yeah. We know like I, I don't care that it's I don't care it's James Gunn. He's still reporting pizzazz. And yeah. like, you know, like I'm sorry, but you know what? Executives are the like go with the most base, crass, and easily understandable choices. And that's the kind of worst version of this. It's like some like, like you know, beautiful women having lesbian sex and lots of action. That's the worst part. Like, but you know that that's a possibility, and that's the saddest yeah. part about this. Um, but Booster Gold, like, and I texted you something. I told you I was like, this is this is James Gunn's plan to get Chris Pratt into the dceu because 
if you can't have Anthony Starr because he's already in the boys, um, as basically the darker version of Booster Gold, who do you yeah. get? Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, Chris I Pratt. mean, it, it's it's a good fit. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be a lot older. Like that's that's the yeah. one thing that I'm like they they keep talking about younger, younger, younger Pratt's. He's I mean he's not getting past age where he can do this. I mean, fucking Harrison yeah. Ford's still doing it. So exactly. Um, but like there could be a lot of pressure to go younger, but I do think you're right. And Pr- Pratt's doing prestige TV. TV. So yeah. cause his show just got picked up. We didn't talk about that. I didn't watch that show. So it's, <clears throat> it's so uh, it's very of uh, like Amazon prime action TV show. Um, it, it's very of that thing. But if you were to ask me if I wanted four seasons of a show, uh, give me reacher. Like, I mean, we've talked about that and I love yeah. reacher. Like, and I'm excited that they're getting a second season. Um, that, but, that's a cat who he, he dabbled in the DC for a little while. Cause he's a yes. uh, hawk on, uh, the Titans. And yes, he, He's fantastic, and it, you know, hopefully he can get uh, a chance in e- either of these universes. Because I mean, I mean, not to typecast the dude, but he's a he's a walking fucking superhero. I mean, he, he is, is built like a damn superhero. <laughs> like he really he, is. <laughs> so I mean, I, I, I want to see him on on the big screen playing a big screen superhero not the small he's great in his role on titans he's fun to watch in those first two seasons but um yeah i want to see him doing something bigger so if if he's not going to be playing a dc character like hopefully marvel will snap him up at some point Mm, no no absolutely um there are a few characters that i feel like would be perfect for him but um (coughs) so so that leads us to, um, yeah, the theatricals. Okay, so like, okay, so Superman Legacy. Does James Gunn direct it because he's writing it? Yes, I, I think, I think that's gonna be his baby. It's gonna be the thing that probably all of this lives and dies by. Is making a a Superman movie that you can continue on with. It, so it, here's the thing: say whatever you want. Like, yes, I, I think Brandon Routh is very good as Superman Clark Kent in his movie. Mm-hmm. I think Henry Cavill is excellent as Superman Clark Kent in his movies. Uh, movie. Um, the thing about all of it is, I guess technically Superman v or Batman v Superman is also a Superman movie. Only one fucking actor has had multiple Superman movies. Yep. Everybody else, it's a one and done thing. No matter yep. if they come back in some form or fashion in some other thing, the thing you need to do uh, is be able to build a Superman franchise, something we have not had in 40 years. (laughs) 
that's and that's a lot. That's a that's a big ask. I mean, and I feel like so like I'm we've gone through three Batman franchises. Batman. <laughs> yes, and only one Superman fran- successful Superman franchise. I feel like this was the crux of James Gunn's deal. Like I feel like when he when they went to him and said, "Hey, do you want to take over?" He's like, "No." I'm, I'm writing and directing a Superman movie. Yeah. Then He's I'll, like, say, if I, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. If I can make a Superman trilogy, like, which I feel like, I mean, like we talk about, like, you know, he's not saying it, but if he's, if he's pulling from where, where he's, he's pulling from, um, like it, a lot of it is okay. So like, here's the interesting part about this all is that it all feels very Grant Morrison. Like everything that he's choosing is very Grant Morrissey, right? Um, Like, so there's a lot of to pull from, but ultimately, it's really early in the process, as he said, he's writing it. Um, But this is the linchpin. Like, and I'm glad that he's doing, like, that's a good step forward, if you know what I mean. Like, the good first step is like saying Superman Legacy is like, is saying like that's the first movie that we're doing. In the DCEU. The one thing that, and and I I get it because Mm -hmm. they keep doing it with all their franchises. Can we just have a movie called Superman? Can we just have a movie called Superman? Do you have to fucking subtitle it something else? Do you, like, you know, it just, I don't know why DC does this. Like, Marvel's, like, new at this, but, like, DC, every time they reboot a franchise, it's like, well, we can't call it Batman. We got to call it Batman something. Let's call it mm-hmm. Batman Begins. And then, you know, like, it just, just, can we just call it Superman? Like, I know that there's a Superman movie, but like, stop with like the Scream. fast. Yeah, stop, stop yeah. with the Fast and Furious bullshit. Like, just, <laughs> oh yes, thank the you. The fucking tricky naming, like it's a new thing. Just call it Superman, you know? Yeah. Like, I I, I get that all the Spider-Man movies have subtitles, but they're it's fucking Spider-Man, Far From Home, Spider-Man. No way. They're still called fucking Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> and I know it's Superman Legacy, but, like, I, I don't know. It just it just bugs me. Just start fresh and call it Superman. But I I, I get it. Um, casting's going to be key. Uh, I think... So, Gun. It, it's weird because Zack Snyder made a Superman movie that's really dark and yes. darker than you expect a Superman movie to be. I, I I don't think it deserves the hate that it gets. I think it's a better movie than people uh, retroactively say it is. I do get the problems, but I get kind of what he was trying to do. The only real misstep I think is Pa Kent. Like they're just so <laughs> off character um yeah yellowstone <laughs> yeah um but uh, uh, uh casting's gonna be key gun yeah has the ability to do dark but he also has this penchant for the this is a thing that Zack snyder doesn't have like he can get you riled up but there's no heart to any of the shit 
Like, yeah, or hope. Yeah. And yeah. Gunn has the ability to do those things. Like, so, and to be a little goofy, because you know what? I wouldn't mind a little goofiness back in the Man of Steel. So, yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I think him writing, and I, I don't think there's any way he's not directing this. Like, no, I, I think he's, I think he's, he's leveled up enough and he's worked on things enough to where he's worked around things that I feel like I think that he needs to make a statement because I feel like the thing is with James Gunn is, is that he takes these kooky projects and he turns them into gold. Right. I think that this is a point where in his career, he's like, okay, I've got to get away from that. And I've got to take on an icon and do what, people don't expect from me which is to do the icon get the iconography right but also get everything else right behind the scenes and i feel like this is a huge mountain to climb because like you said failure at every fucking point since the 78 or even like the 80 uh superman 2 since superman 2 they have not gotten it right like, I mean, I, I like part. Superman 3, but it is fucking stupid. And Superman oh God, 4 is, is horrible, but, yes. you know, I, you know, I, I liked it Reeve, when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> but Christopher Reeve, at every turn, was always good. And, yeah. like, I love that, I love the fact that, like, and if Gunn can bring it back with the trunks, even better. You sold me, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is a huge mountain for him to climb. I feel like this is what he wanted. This is what he wanted for his next project, right? Like he didn't like at the end of Guardians 3, you can't do anything more other than an Avengers movie in the in the DC, or in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I don't think that Gunn is about that life. Is about that like okay, let, I I'm confined to this space within the Avengers movie. I can't do things that I can do in the Guardians movie, but I feel like he absolutely would want to take on like and bring back what we love about Superman. Because that's what's missing is that at the end of the day, I feel like no one other than comic books and animated since Reeve left, like there's there's no Superman. Like Cavill's okay ralph is okay like you said um all the tv iterations are great but they're not superman and lois does a really good job sorry for the alarm (laughs) i'm sure everybody can hear that uh that superman and lois is the one thing i would point to the show may not be for everybody but like Mm -hmm. that cat's version of superman is fucking it's top notch it is right there with reeves like I would, if I had to rank them, it would be Chris Reeves, then this Tyler Hochin guy. Like that would yeah. be the order. So um, that's bold. Um, but, you know, since we're talking about that and we're talking about Superman, instead of going in order, do you want to jump to um, them doing Tom King's run on Supergirl, which I just recently read? And Jesus Christ, <laughs> is that good? I haven't read it. I, I I'm a newcomer to the Tom King thing. This past uh-huh. year, I read his uh, Vision series, which that's what I started shit. with. Yeah, that like, is good. Fucking oh my god, man! And so now I've been kind of like uh, working on getting some of those things. 
uh, even so much so that I spoke to my local comic book shop guy this week Mm -hmm. about uh, ordering some things, uh, some trades or collections or whatever. Um, And he's supposed to let me know when he can get them in stock so I can come pick them up. Um, This is one of those things. Uh, I was like, man, I got to read some more Tom King stuff. And he was like, oh, you should check out this this, 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 and this, and then they announced this, and um, so it's kind of fortuitous. Uh, yeah, I, I want to read it. Tom King is pretty damn great. It he looks is. awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so I read this um, because I read The Vision, and somebody had actually, a friend of mine um, had suggested to me that's huge into comics. He suggested that I read this. I was like, you know that because he was the one who suggested the vision after we had talked about uh, WandaVision, and it took me forever to to read it. But then once I did, I was like, Jesus, this is good. Um, so he suggested this Wonder Woman, um, and I never even liked Supergirl. I know this is weird, but I've never liked Supergirl, but I absolutely love this version of her. <laughs> so um, I've always had a soft spot. For Supergirl, um, I've had Helen Slater, or yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> for that reason only, man. Like, look, I've <laughs> I've had a crush on Helen Slater since I was, I don't know how many years old, and I saw her cut all her hair off in the Legend of Billie Legend Jean. Legend of Billie Jean, man. Like, I yeah. I fucking fell in love with Helen Slater. Um, she, she she's in a movie with Michael J. Fox. That I used to watch all the fucking time. Yes, like (laughs) yes, it it is such a like I haven't seen it in a long time, but like as a teenager, I watched that movie so many times. A, I thought it was funny, and B, like I was just in love with Helen Slater. Man, she shows up on like one episode of Seinfeld for like two minutes. That I've seen a hundred fucking times. Um, Like, so Supergirl has always, I always associate her with Helen Slater. So, therefore, I always have this, yeah, that Supergirl movie is not good. But I love her. And so, I am always in the bag for a take on Supergirl. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't read it because the site doesn't exist anymore. But... I wrote the Man of Steel review for Film Dispenser. Um, yes, you did. And uh, one of the things I was so fucking excited for in that movie was that, like, they find the ship and there were two pods in the ship. And, uh, or, or actually, I think there were multiple pods in the ship. And one of mm-hmm. them has been opened. And I'm like, this is Supergirl. Like that that's what they're doing. They're building to Supergirl. Yeah. And we never get anything past that. But like I was so excited for like, oh, we're gonna get Supergirl. And I like it it's been a tough time for translations of that character. Like it really has. She's had a lot of ups and downs in the comics, but like there's not been a truly great like even in the animated versions, there hasn't been truly great adaptation of Supergirl. So, yeah, I, I, I'm 
I'm excited for this. Trepidatious, <laughs> but excited. Wait till you read the, the Tom King version and everything that's in it. Like, if they can translate it correctly, like, it's going to soar. Like, it's going to soar in a way that I don't think that... Um, it's very analogous to what we had hoped Captain Marvel was going to be. But kind of wasn't. Yeah. It's it's the antecedent of that film, if it's done properly. It's like the thing that, like, it's going to make you love Supergirl. Like, it, it's going to make you fall in love with her in the way that you fall in love with a character when their movie is so fucking good you don't know what to do with it like yeah. like i haven't had a movie like that in a long time like that's not true everything uh everything everything or yeah everywhere everything. everything all in all at once was that kind of movie it's like if they can get it like that if they can get the specialness of it like the the future is super bright for the dc universe but that's a big ask that's a big ask yeah. because it, they haven't even started casting even though yeah. they said that uh, Sarah Callie might be or Sasha Callie might be in negotiate like could very well take over the character but I feel like they're going to recast and I, sh- uh, I should say anyway. like I, I watched the, the the CBS CW show I, yeah, I with enjoyed Melissa it Roush. for the the most part I really mm-hmm. really enjoyed the show it had it's ups and downs because it's a CW show but mm-hmm. I like that's been the closest like good adaptation of that character but it was a lot of ups and downs so if they can nail it yeah like i'm i'm excited for this one um absolutely um so i have no skin in the game for the authority i don't even know like other than a wildstorm comic which is kind of (sighs) intriguing i mean are we gonna have michael bay start to direct wildcats or uh, phantom fathom uh, here's a funny thing about the authority so Uh the authority was created um under the wildstorm imprint yeah i think before dc owned wildstorm but i could be wrong about that um so uh i think warren ellis was the original creator who is he's now problematic Um, yes he's very problematic now (laughs) uh, um but so it was created as a very like every character like the boys exist where because of the authority the authority was like a hardcore version of the justice league and the boys is the parody of the authority who is the hardcore version of the justice league but the other interesting aspect of that is Mark Millar took over writing of the Authority comic book. And oh then after God. his run, Marvel was like, hey, do you want to come do this Avengers thing uh-huh. in the Ultimate Universe? And he created the Ultimate Avengers, which the Ultimate stuff was kind of the pre predecessor to marvel launching its own studio like they took a lot of cues from that including like mark millar saying hey our nick fury should look like sam jackson yeah and sam jackson going like yeah that's cool 
um, and then becoming Nick Fury in the movies. Like, it's this very, like, snake eats the fucking tail thing. Like, that's interesting. I did that, not know the that. The authority is coming after everything else that it inspired, including a hard, like, Zack Snyder Justice League. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That version of the Justice League is the Justice League because of the fucking authority. Like, that's interesting. There was a character that's... called Midnighter who was clearly fucking Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he's Batman. There's a character called Apollo who is clearly Superman. And funny enough, I don't think we'll get this in the movies. Those two characters are gay and they are fucking each other. <laughs> like, uh... it is. That is. That that's the thing. Apollo and Midnight are in love, buddy. Um, so oh, man. it's oh. it's weird that we're getting this so far after. Like, I I would have never thought anybody would do the Authority, but it oh. also again not cribbing from the Midnight Boys because literally when they announced it, it was the thought same thought that they have. This is thought I had. This is them going. We can do the Justice League and fuck it up and nobody will care. <laughs> like, oh, we're just going <laughs> to piss off those hardcore authority fans. Oh, well. Because <laughs> there, there are just versions of Justice League characters in this. this um, is, okay, so this is essentially the Guardians of the DC Universe. Like, nobody, yes. like, only the hardcore people care if it's but great, if it's everybody's going to be like, yes. And if okay. it's bad, you're going to be like, well, we tried. So. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, I wasn't, like, as soon as you said it's like the boys, I was like, or like the boys is the parody of, of the authority. This makes me want to read the authority, but also kind of. There's because some, there's I already some great the- authority stories. There's some okay. really, really great stuff. There's a couple of omnibuses out there. Um I know Warren Ellis is problematic Doesn't change Woody Allen's problematic too Doesn't really change the fact that he makes Some good shit sometimes So This is true You know it's unfortunate Fucking Michael Jackson's problematic too But guess what thriller fucking rocks man (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm sorry Uh, (laughs) Like Billy G uh Is a fucking banger like that, yes, like is. I'm sorry, Michael. I know he's problematic, but like I will not turn Billy Jean off. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay. It, so yeah, it's, so, it's it's worth seeking out. I think there's some solid stories there. Okay. No, absolutely. Um. Okay. So, man, Batman, Brave and the Bold. I don't know, man. But it's not Batman, Brave and the Bold. It's just the Brave and the Bold. <laughs> Brave and the Bold. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just called Brave and the Bold. Never mind the fact that we already have have a fucking Batman movie. Yes. Like, why do we need? Like, just don't. Just let let Matt Reeves just do his thing. We don't. Yeah, and let it be. We we don't don't need a Batman. Another fucking Batman. Like, you know what? You're making the authority. You're introducing the Midnighter. Like, just let him be your fucking Batman. Like, don't give us another Batman. And the whole thing is, is that I feel like he wants to, he, like, I feel like this is ultimately about Damien, um, which, like, I feel like is going to be their entryway into, like, Teen Titans or Young Justice, probably more Young Justice. I feel like the next, 
like phase of that will be young justice, just like this phase, like the next phase after this, which is no one's talking about is young Avengers, even though all of the young Avengers are going to be yeah. in their thirties by the time we get there. Um, <laughs> um, but it's just, I don't know, man. I mean, I like, I like the brave and the bold. I like, I like the story. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you like. What are you going to do with this? Like, I don't so, know because like, we we saw this. Okay, so can I just can we just say we saw this in Umbrella Academy season three? Yeah, we did. I mean, with his with Diego's pseudo son. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it in Hit Girl and two yep. in, in two kick ass movies. Do we need any more of this? I I say no. Like I know Damian Wayne has all his. But like, his fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay. Well, then give me a Damian Wayne movie. Like, I, I, I yeah. To me, that's yeah. way more interesting. Of like, jump, uh, like, jump ahead and be like, okay. Well, technically, Matt Reeves movies exist like decades prior to what we're doing. Um, yeah. And. Or don't explain it. I don't give a shit. Give me a movie about a kid who finds out that his dad was Batman, and like I don't know, he fucked off somewhere or he died. I like I, who cares? Give me yeah. that story. At least it's different. Like I just like now we're gonna have two Batman franchises at one time. Like I, I, I don't know, man. And the and concept his... of Brave and the Bold is the concept of like Batman teaming up with other heroes. Exactly. So, like, you're just cribbing the name, for, like, just so oh, that you can have a Batman franchise without having to call it Batman? Yeah, exactly. Or, or, like, okay, so, or just take Batman out of it and make it about Damien and his mother. I know who his mother is. We all know who his mother is. But maybe cast a superstar like Kate Blanchett to give her... Like to give us something that's very different and a very different thing, and like I don't know, like it, it's just I expected more, but I knew that this was going to be something that they were going to tackle because you know, of course, Matt Reeves is not going to do whatever they want. Like he's off on he's off on yeah. his own adventure, which I am so in the bag for, right? Like, like him with the the caliber of what he's doing, it's only going to get better and more refined. Let's just leave him alone. But you know what? That doesn't mean that we need a a, a, a Batman to interact here. Um, and plus, I mean, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's troubling. I don't want to talk about it anymore until it actually becomes a formulaic plan. Um, the one that I do want to talk about. And I just sent you something a while ago or yesterday. Swamp Thing. Um, and <laughs> wow. Like, it's so way off. But, like, it's one of those things where I was like, yes, please, like, give me, this is what I want, right? Like, this is what we, like. Uh, that, it, that, so, it felt like such a tacked on thing when he announced that. I was like, okay, so this is, like, he has, like, a passing interest in Swamp Thing. It'll probably, like, in Creature Commandos, Swamp Thing might, like, pop mm -hmm. in or something. And so... They'll just expand upon that. And then, like, in a matter of hours, less than a day, all yeah. of a sudden, it's just like, oh, guess who apparently really fucking loves Swamp Thing? 
who has an original Bernie Wrightson painting or a drawing from his original run on Swamp Thing. <sighs> Fucking James Indiana Jones mangled. And within within hours, not only did he post that which i feel like was all timed let's be honest this is all fucking timed because then it gets announced that after the posting all of a sudden magically like gun and safarian are talking to mangold about making swamp thing it, no it was all fucking planned we all know this like but that to me is the most exciting news if he is really truly attached and he's gonna write it we're gonna see gun swamp gonna... thing before we see any of these other movies <laughs> and you know what i'm all for it the only thing is, is casting the voice. Like, it's going to have to be, <laughs> it's going to have to be something that, like, it has to be leveled up. Like, it has to be that kind of refinedness. If you're going to go with Wrightson's run on it, and that's what you're going to use as reference point. Um, Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, that's something special. Like, that's something feels like it, like, Logan-type special. I mean, because he is the man who directed like the best adaptation of a yeah. of a I mean I'll say I'll I'll be as bold as bold to say is I think that Logan is probably the best MCU or MCU adjacent movie period end of discussion like yeah like I, it, it, it's up there I I yeah. definitely put it in my top top 5 top 10 for sure but it, it might would hit my top 5 um it it doesn't hold the same like uh I, I don't know. There, there's so much with the cap stuff that I just fell cap in love good. with. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that I just, uh, it, it's hard to beat a lot of, uh, like Winter Soldier, Civil War. Um, well, but Winter uh, Soldier and and this, and the, for me, Winter Soldier and Logan are like the two separate versions yeah. of what you can do when you have the right concoction made. Like I still, I still say MCU. Winter Soldier is my favorite. Like it yeah. is, it's, it's just everything about it sings and it's perfect. Like everything about that movie. Um, but yeah, no, you're, uh, I can see that. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Like, like mangled, I, I feel like he's gonna, like, it just feels like something that he, like he's designed to do. Like Indiana Jones is like. Uh. It would be interesting to see James Mangold direct something in a horror vein. Like I don't think we've seen him do anything like that. Um. Well, we have the the Gonzo. Um. What's the movie that he did with uh the basically uh Ten Little Indians uh the remake of it, but it, it's in the hotel um oh, identity yeah i did i always so forget he directed identity that, that yeah. fucking movie is crazy like it's so stupid but it's so good um and it has a killer cast that's one that i i may have to i i think i have it on blu-ray i may have to go back to it now just because it's such a gonzo movie um so yeah he did that that's horror i mean that's straight up horror like it's mystery yeah. but it's yeah, it's a it's a horror movie, right? Um, and, yeah, and it has a uh, has a twist to it. it yeah, yeah, he he, uh, yeah. I, I, in that vein, yeah, a hundred percent. I would love to see, um, see something like that. Uh, you know, there there's elements in Wolverine, um, and he certainly has a penchant for action. I, I mean, and drama. I mean, yeah, it, it's he's. 
he doesn't really it's weird he doesn't really have a miss like you no. know i mean he, he's even, a rare director that like you can pick a jank mangold movie and as long as you're in the mood for that movie like you, you're gonna enjoy it like even something like girl interrupted or kate and leopold which feels yeah. a little off center for him, but like that—that's early Mangold. Like, if you're in the mood for those types of movies, they're enjoyable movies. He's very Howard Hawksian yeah. approach to to directing. Like, there was never a genre that Howard Hawksian loved and didn't create. And like, let's be honest. Like, I mean, musical biopic. He's created one. One that was so good and so iconic that they parodied it, that it became the template in Walk the yeah. Line. Yeah. Um, Logan, like Logan is like one of the best examples of not just a comic movie, but a Western, yeah. um, an old man movie. Um, I mean, he, he remade a damn Western and yeah, it was fucking good, Yuma. So, yeah. So, Yuma is ex- like excels and sings. Um, it makes uh, me wonder if they have possibly seen footage or at least completed scenes of like Indiana Jones. And, and that's like, we want to be in the James Mangle business. So that is my that is my theory too. Like that's the thought that I had was like, so does this mean that Gun saw some stuff? Like, so we okay. So like, like rumor has it that the first thirty minutes is actually a flashback of like, like you know, like in all Indiana Jones movies, um, the the first opening sequence is kind of like a James Bond moment where you have like an action. Scene. Yeah. And the rumor is is that the part of the the, the opening thirty minutes is like a it's always been hinted at that after like at some point during the war. Indy got involved with OSS and became a spy. And it's one of his adventures that sets the thing in motion, right? So I'm almost wondering if that's already completed and he showed him that. And that's kind of like a throwback to Spielberg. And he was like, yeah, we kind of want this guy here before anybody else takes him. Because, you know, yeah. So because we know that the Indiana Jones movie is a one off before they remake the movie, they remake like they recast him, even as yeah. much as Harrison Ford says, I'm the only one. No, bro. I'm sorry, but Disney didn't pay two billion dollars uh, for yeah, Indiana Jones. Not to sound crass, but like there's there's a half decent chance that in 10 years, Harrison Ford will no longer be with us. So. Yes. No, no. And that's true. That's very, that's a sad state of affairs, but the man is what? 81 years old. Yeah. I mean, he looks spry as shit. Like he could go Clint Eastwood and make it to a hundred, still making movies, incomprehensible movies, but. And I he know. gets some really great stuff in this, this past week's episode of. Uh, oh, I can't wait to shrinking. see it. Shrinking. It's some yes. really, really funny stuff. Um, oh man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for this shit. Okay, all right. But yeah, um, swamp swamp thing. It, it's funny. I I said it was like it felt like a weird like add on of like oh yeah, and where I guess we're doing a swamp thing movie too. But yeah. like, uh, but swamp thing like as a character has been I don't successful is not probably the right word because mm-hmm. but like I adapted like outside of the big two 
Swamp <laughs> Thing is the most adapted character, I think, for DC. Like, he's yeah, had because it has two, two, two feature films. He's had an animated series. He had a three or four season series on USA. And then a one season series uh, on DC when it launched its uh, platform. Um, yes. That they wanted to do more of, but couldn't because of the the fuck up with the Carolina tax laws. So yeah. so they just shelved the whole thing. So like yeah, Swamp Thing is like one of the most adapted DC characters outside of Superman and Batman, which feels really fucking weird to say. <laughs> and no, it really does. But it's also the other the other thing is is that we didn't have the caveat that. Just because it was adapted multiple times doesn't mean it was fucking good. Yeah. Like, um, like there yeah, none of those were really great. <laughs> yeah. Like, as much as I like the original Wes Craven R-rated cut, not the PG cut, the R-rated yeah, the cut. R-rated cut. Um, with Adrian Barbeau, um, it's not anything close to what Swamp Thing is. Like, when I was a kid, I loved that, that movie. Um, but... And then Swamp, the Return of Swamp Thing with Heather Locklear, yeah. like that was shit. Um, but it, it's not been given the. Well, when you go read, the, like even the original uh, Swamp Thing run, like it, it, it's not cheesy '80s stuff. It is, yeah, very uh, like like centered into like Mary Shelley kind of. Uh, Things and then you get into Alan Moore, who I I think we're more than likely going to get Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. They just aren't going to call it Alan Moore Swamp Thing because Alan Moore gives them the middle finger and prefers that they not adapt his shit. So, um, I that's the run that everybody goes like, oh man, Alan Moore Swamp Thing, and I I read most of it and i mean i agree it's fucking phenomenal um it's better than you would think a book called swamp thing would be um, yes it gets into like so much like just it's such a weird wonderful like crazy frightening run on a comic and yeah I, i'm i'm excited like if all of this goes to plan yeah, James Mangold directing a Swamp Thing movie. Who, who would have fucking thought? Like, yeah. if you just said, oh, James Mangold's doing Price in the Bulb. Oh, of course he is. Of course. Of course, that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, no. He's doing Swamp Thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, this is the kind of thing that you feel like Guillermo would take over. Yeah. Like, they would, but, I mean, I, I, feel I like think they burned this... their bridge with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. But also, like, I also feel like we've seen this from Guillermo before. Yeah. And I need a little bit of inspiration. Like, a little bit of, like, oh, I'm going to get this. I need to try harder. And I feel like Mangold is always, like, I really like him. I like him a lot as a director. Like, as much as I bitch and moan about this whole Indiana Jones thing, the prospect of him, like, there's going to have to be a point. He's the thing. He's the thing that I'm just like. But it's going to be a James Mangold movie. If this were Spielberg exactly. directing another Indiana Jones movie, I'd be like, this is, no. I, like, I just, uh, we saw what happened last time, and this is more of that. Like, it's just not going to be, 
as fun as we all want it to be. What's yeah. tainting this time around is the last time around. Yes. And the, the thing that I'm just like, that, like I said, it, for you too, that, that's hold, me holding out hope has nothing to do with the character, the actor. Not It's, well, James Mangold's directing this. And, mm-hmm. like, even the movies of his that I don't necessarily like, Kate and Leopold, I, I'm, <laughs> like, they're still competent, well-made, perfectly fine movies. So, yes. So, yeah. We'll give it like, a shot. Yeah, it's that's definitely got me excited. So I think the things I am actually excited for him, if it comes to fruition, him directing a Swamp Thing movie, um, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, depending on the creatives attached to it, because we just got an announcement. There's nobody, no writer, no director, no actors attached to it. and uh, we didn't really talk a ton about lanterns. I'm excited for what lanterns could be. Like he says, true detective, but like a buddy cop space mystery thing. Like I, I, it could be a lot of fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it really but could. They could also fuck it. Like it, it sucks because everything I'm excited for is like on that level of like this could be great but they could also seriously fuck this up and but that's the slate that's 10 things that outside of superman even if they fuck up the brave and the bold they have another batman franchise that's successful superman's the one thing that has to succeed everything else if it fails it fails and it's not they're not it's not really taking chances. Like it, it's made to Logistics. look like they're taking chances, and they're not. Like it's made no. to look like everything is a Guardians of the Galaxy play, and really n- none of it is. So, um, yeah, I, um, it, yeah, the whole thing, I like just. Like you said, feels like damage control, and like I said, we've seen this from them before. So while I want to get really, really excited, it's it's kind of difficult. But those are the few things. Like, what are you most excited for out of the whole slate? Um, Swamp Thing and uh, and Superman. Like, to be perfectly honest, like yeah. Swamp Thing because we have creatives attached to these and yeah. Waller. I mean, because I'm going to – I will follow Jeremy Carver, who's one of my favorite creatives, anywhere he wants to go. Like, the Waller series feels like it's low-key could be something really special. And if you're going to go crazy, like, the center of the storm, you want Viola Davis. Like, yeah. And if you can give me some Viola Davis action, like, like okay, so, like, we haven't talked about the Woman Queen. The Woman Queen. I haven't watched it. I need, I need to watch it, bro. I'll give you my. I'll give you my Apple login so you can watch it because I have a. I have a download of it. Um, because if that movie's fucking badass, like her, like we've talked about her before and how like you know the woman doesn't age. I mean she's in her. She's close to her sixties. 
Yeah. And she's like in the best fighting shape of her fucking life. I mean, if you give Amanda Waller that kind of thing and you unexpectedly give like, say, maybe bring the 1187 guys in and do some wild ass like John Wick stuff along with a bunch of just like like characters of the week, man. And you have Jeremy Carver writing it and show running it and making it just that right amount of weird. I you're going to you're going to make something that I'm going to fall in love with. Um, that on the TV side is the biggest thing for me. Um, but like, yeah, it's Swamp Thing, um, because it sounds like Mangold is going to sign and he's going to start developing it. And like I said, like, I feel like, I feel like on this call or this, this podcast, I kind of, kind of came to the determination that, you know what? I really like Mangold. I like his work. I mean, Ford versus Ferrari is a great fun time. I don't even like cars and it's a fun time. Um, so like him and then the prospect of James Gunn climbing the iconic mountain of Superman, because he's not climbing. Here's the biggest thing I'll leave with. He's not climbing comic book iconic mountain. He's climbing like he's doing the one thing I feel like nobody wants to talk about with no with that takes on Superman is that they have to climb and top what Donner did in 78 Batman. Or 78 Superman. And that is a hard thing to do. Because as I've gotten older, like we've talked about, and you even talked about yourself, is that that 78 Superman is special with a capital S, not to be punny. Um, It matters. It has something that I feel like most Superman stories that have been filmed do not get, which is, is that... You need something that will challenge Superman beyond beating people up. Yeah. And giving him a quandary that is beyond just that. It can't fucking be like Luther, man. It can't. It can't. And I don't think he will. I don't think he will. So one thing you can point to, of course, we went back to Zod and we already had Mm -hmm. Zod, but like you can point to Man of Steel and go at least even though it has a Lex Luthor at least it did not fucking like start and like just keep going with the Lex <laughs> like no absolutely um, and well I feel like we're, we're in store for Brainiac it's been long enough it's been teased enough I feel like Brainiac is the kind of like because ultimately like, I feel like Superman has always been about emotion versus intellect, right? Yeah. And Brainiac is the is ultimately the best stuff is is the it is the whole thing of like Brainiac is pure intelligence and basically essentially doing exactly what we expect aliens to do, whereas Superman, like at his best, is all empathy, right? Yeah. I mean you're right. Uh, it's logic versus emotion. Like it in yeah. it it's a it's a classic kind of battle and to yep. to bring that to life uh, you know, yeah uh, i want to get excited about superman but it's going to take it's going to take seeing something first like something yeah. from the movie like uh, it's going to be the trailer and i'm going to be like holy shit like now i'm yeah. excited so um, it might even be for me the final frame of the movie. Like I, that's oh, yeah. Because they've lost, they've lost. I've lost so much 
faith in even in like you know so much so that like I'd have to actually see like cut to black directed by James Gunn. Yeah. So, um, and then just yeah, and then you're like, holy shit! I can't believe they made a good Superman movie for the first exactly. time in fifty years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, like it, a beginning get... to end good Superman movie. I I enjoy all of the movies in some way, shape, or form, but like yes. it, it, it's not been since OG Superman that like literally beginning to end it's it's a solid movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, we went long again on this episode, but God, there was so much news. Um, yes, there was real quick because uh, why not? It's the one of the last couple of weeks we'll get to to talk about this. Who do you like in the Super Bowl? Um, Chiefs. Yeah, I'm a I'm a believer that he's like at this point, like that was his flu game. This is like his to lose. I know that sounds weird, but man, Mahomes what is like the MJ of fucking mm-hmm. weird like championship weekend like such a wild yeah wild right like the niners like everybody like okay so like first fucking play man the first play (laughs) i'm not gonna say like okay so i'm not i'm not gonna say that i'm not pleased that the niners folded like bad chairs but literally when you have a game that is so weirdly perfectly cataclysmic to them that you have the entirety of the NFL fandom and also uh, journalists joking that it's a script, that this is all scripted. You yeah. cannot say that you can't, like, you have to stop and pause and go, is it? Because, man, yeah, that first play and then just everything after that, just. It fell into the Eagles' laps, and I'm not a big Eagles fan, but I'm not a big KC. I'm not a big KC fan, but I am a big Andy Reid and Mahomes fan. Like Mahomes, what he does is incredible. And people, do you watch Bobani Bobani Jones? That's no. he's uh, okay. He did this really interesting talk about Joe Burrow and um and the media's portrayal to, of him, and as opposed to um Patrick Mahomes and it was very insightful and it kind of maybe like you know because like his whole angle was is that <laughs> he's like you're you're starting to make me not like media you're starting to make me not like Joe cool Joe because of the way that you're leaning so hard on him and you're doubting the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes the two-time MVP winning Super Bowl quarterback <laughs> He's fucking good, man. Like, he's he just played, good. How many people do you know played with a broken ankle? Like, or sprained ankle? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Like, this is the... The, like I the said, confidence the to stand there and just be like, yeah. okay, you know what? I, I can't really scramble. So, I've got to stand here and I've got to to get the ball out. And not, you know, not take the hits or know when to throw it away. I'm, uh, he's so young, but oh like it, it's yeah. the confidence in his team and the play calling and the it, it's really 
something to watch. Like it, it, it's it's truly truly special. I I I mean I, I'm not in love with the Chiefs, but I, I don't have like a mad on for anything to do with the Chiefs. Never really have. Like that yeah. the organization has always been fairly like you know not shitty <laughs> so yeah yeah you know they they had their their moments of of glory you know here and there um uh, the joe montana years uh you know yeah. uh greatest uh, people can say people are spouting about tight ends now like they're everybody seems to have fucking forgot that tony gonzalez existed so right. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, these guys are great, man. But like Tony Gonzalez is the greatest tight end that's ever played the game and probably ever will play the game. I don't I think even Travis said that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, yeah, that guy's good, man, but he ain't Tony Gonzalez. So no. if Patrick Holmes was throwing to Tony Gonzalez, it it would be an a, even whole other different ball game because it would be fucking unstoppable so like anyway um yeah i'm all for andy reed squaring up against the eagles and mopping the fucking floor with them like i i have some friends who are eagles fans sorry guys but like andy reed shouldered the blame for a lot of years for the failures of that franchise and maybe they could point to recent successes and be like, well, see, like, you know, the team's much better off without him or whatever, but doesn't matter. He wasn't to blame for all of that shit. Neither yep. was Donovan McNabb. And so to see Andy Reid win another fucking Super Bowl, hopefully, mm-hmm. off the backs of the team and the fan base that that just gave him so much shit. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I can't yeah, no, no, seriously, the way. Philly is the worst sports team in, or sports city in the world. I'll, I, I'll shoulder that. As much as I like Quinta uh, and her Philly stand, yeah. like, sports them. Like, you know, fucking burn like, the city down every time city you down. win a game. <laughs> like, exactly. Insane. Jesus man. Christ. Like, we won. I, Let's I, trash everything. Like, what it's is like, happening? <laughs> it, it's very much like my city. It's like my hometown, LA. I mean, we, we, we win something and we want to burn everything down. I, I don't get it, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, Jesus, are you really? Ah, da, da, da. But yeah. anywho, um, yeah, I'm I'm totally in, in the bag for, for this to happen because just because Mahomes, the, the Mahomes disrespect is ridiculous. Like yeah. he is he is the he is the next era's like guy that everybody has that everybody looks up to. Like he is the he is Tom Brady. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. The story was well. Joe Burrow's beat him four times in in a twelve month period. Um, uh, so yeah, but, like, but that you know, it didn't matter. Yeah. Those didn't matter. This game <sighs> mattered. Like, okay, fine, beat him four in twelve months, right? The, yeah, the last one game, mattered, but you did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, the one game did matter that that because the Bengals yes went 
but like that was it. That was the game that mattered. This was the revenge for that game. <laughs> it's like, like exactly. yeah, you got you got us last time, but you know, I, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand here and we're gonna we're gonna take this. And I mean, good for them. I would have liked to see the Bengals go back. I would like to see the Bengals win the Super Bowl in my lifetime. Um, but I would also like to see the Falcons do it. It doesn't seem like either of those things is destined to happen. So, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, uh, and Tom Brady, like fucking, I, if if he's still retired, come like July, then I'll believe it. Uh, but yeah, assuming he is, fucking good riddance, man. Like, I, and I'm not looking forward to him listening to his. Uh, commentary on games like on Fox I, yeah, him and I, Gronk the reunion yeah I, I just they're they're terrible I, I don't think either one of them are very good I, I just yeah I, <laughs> like you told me before Gronk looks lost yeah like he, 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 he's like Collinsworth at like 75 the, um, the shape a, of an announcement and uh, in football games for the NFL and uh, just uh, the the commentating has gone so far downhill. Like Fox needed to move on from most of those guys five years ago. Like ten years ago. Come on, it, let's be honest with Terry. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, uh, uh, Michael Strahan's great. Um, yeah. Howie uh, Long still got it, but like everybody else, they should have moved on from um, Peyton. Adding Sean Payton was a bad idea, which doesn't matter. He's going to go yeah. coach in fucking Denver. Bye. Denver. <laughs> you want to pay him $10 million a year, Denver? Yeah. Just like you like like you thought Russell Wilson was a good idea? Yeah. Okay, fine. Denver. Do it. Let's see what the experiment. Where the um, washed up go. <laughs> like, my, like, okay, so like as soon as Tom Brady re- uh, retired, my, my fear is that my team is going to take him because they're going to let go of because yeah. everybody knows that they're letting go of Aaron Rodgers because, and you know what, to be perfectly honest, good riddance. Um, I feel like we've put too much on his shoulders and not enough on just the basics, like good offensive line, good defensive line. Well, for a uh, while, it looked like he could team. just do it with anybody. Like, yes. like, if you just put him out there, Rodgers would find a way to win the game. But, like, he's older now, man. Like, yep. <laughs> you you know, and he's taking a lot of hits, and he's very clearly frustrated. And, like, you know, I, I'm shocked he didn't announce his retirement. But uh, I also, much like uh, Brady, I'm, I get not want to go out on a bad note. Like, Brady yeah. thought he could come back and get one more. Didn't happen. So, yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's all to say that Rogers yeah, can wind I, up with the Jets. Yeah, which is, is so ironic because <laughs> fuck yeah, Favre, um, yeah, it was Favre. on the Jets. <laughs> like, that's his new name, fuck Brett Favre. Uh, yeah. Fuck Brett Favre was on the Jets. Um, and also, like, you know what? The thing is, is that I fucking knew Brett Favre was a piece of shit as soon as he went over to when he went to the Vikings. Like yeah. didn't even didn't even think about it. Just went over to the rival. Like, yeah. like it would be like uh, no offense, but it would be like if Tom Brady, after he won against the Falcons, like literally the next season went right to the Falcons. Yeah. Like, 
Like that's the kind of like weird ass sus move that you look at and go, you're not right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you didn't know the couple of million dollars that you were taking from the Mississippi, uh, the, the Mississippi, um, what was it? The, uh, what is it called? Um, the um, social welfare, the yeah. welfare fund, $2 million from it. You didn't know it was coming from there. Fuck you. Fuck Brett Favre. That's his name. Fuck Brett Favre. So, yeah. Um, but it's ironic that he's going to the Jets where careers go to die. But okay. Yeah. You know, you want to go there. I mean, who knows? He might be the, he may, he might be the, like the Peyton Manning to the, uh, the Broncos to yeah, win. Get those last couple of like really great years, take them to a championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. I, I mean, I say the Jets it could fucking could wind up being Tampa Bay. So. Oh, good lord! Uh, or the or the Bears. I yeah. mean, that would be totally ironic. The Bears, like you know, um. <laughs> that would be the, almost the equivalent of going to the Vikings because there there's a good rivalry there. But like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to hate the Bears. <laughs> like, I'm with yeah. you on the Vikings. I like it's just really hard to hate the Chicago Bears because no matter what they do. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like the Bengals. It's like no matter what yeah. they do, and they just kind of like since the like early '80s, they just they almost get there. But yeah, well, they, they never quite the Ditka <laughs> Super Bowl that that cursed them for life. Like yeah. there's certain there's certain sports incidences that happen that it's like it's like the Dolphins, the the perfect yeah. shoeless season, and since then they've never been able to okay. like. You, there's a consequence to Tua like, might not ever play again, man. Like, uh, yeah, I know. He, Which is needs, sad. Yeah, he needs to just. He's got to think about his health, man. Like, I know you want to play, yeah. but like, dude, it's like three concussions in a year, man. Like, yeah. you just gotta hang it up. Like, um. Anyway, uh, yeah, go. Uh, that's our. We'll leave that. Maybe we'll yes. talk some more football next week because the. Well, no, we'll record before the Super Bowl. Um, Anyway, uh, go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com, including a brand new podcast, Pod Lasso, uh, talking Ted Lasso. Uh, Me and my friend Jess having a fantastic time revisiting uh, the first season of that show. So excited for season three, which we know is coming this year, but there's no official date yet um and go write and review us on itunes and uh i'll let adam pimp his stuff yes um so uh movieisle.com is where you can read my writing and logan's writing um his flight of the navigator piece went up which is probably one of my favorite pieces that he's ever done um no absolutely you you kind of like uh you, you you went with it and I, I, I appreciated that because, I mean, you know, as as you and I both know, like, we're both fans. And, and Ryan was a huge fan of Flight of the Navigator. I think that it's a, it's a very unloved 80s movie that should have a lot more love. And you kind of gave I, it a context. I, I despise Sarah Jessica Parker. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um back when she was like 17 um <laughs> it was crazy and she manages to look the same somehow i don't know it's weird um horses but... don't age that much adam <laughs> yes this is true um and with that guys yeah uh movieisle.com where you can read that uh and other pieces that we have up um 
but we'll be back next week. Uh, most importantly, we will be back next week talking about stuff. I think I'm going to be able to finish catch up finally on the Bad Batch, like all of it, uh, like the okay. where we are into the second season, so we can have a we can have a conversation because I started watching the first couple episodes and wow, do I have thoughts? Um, uh, not not bad thoughts, just I have thoughts. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty exciting, like that some of the best Star Wars telling is happening on a show that I feel like only hardcore fans are watching. But we'll have to get into that. That's true. Uh, Um, um, And other stuff, of course. We we didn't have a plan for this week, and it it turned out to be fucking... Like, because we talked about it last week. We're like, we don't know what we're going to talk about because there's nothing really premiering. And, uh, like, yeah, only big movie was M. Night's movie, and neither one of us were probably going to get to see it. And... Then all of this fucking news just dropped out of nowhere. So uh, yeah. who knows what the hell we're going to talk about next week? So <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to keep it under two hours, though, because we've been <laughs> long two weeks in a row. So uh, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But they all sold out. Get all together, if you with me now. Nerds ruin everything.